Nice. Oh, I could start drinking now. Oh, hang on. I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Snafu. Situation normal. All, all fouled up. This is Snafu. Welcome to Snafu, episode 21. With me tonight is our normal gang. Say hi, Pat. Hi, Pat. Jeff. Um, Jeff. And Dale. And Dale. All right. Uh, we're, uh, we're doing something a little different tonight. You're not going to get an army book tonight. Uh, primarily you can, because... You can still go get one if you want to. We're not stopping you from buying one. I suggest you go buy the Soviet one. I don't know why. Just because... Because maybe I'm shopping for Soviet stuff right now, but we're going to cover some other stuff tonight. Uh, we have a couple different things that people have asked us to do in the, in the past, so Besides we're going to stop podcasting. Well, <laughs> they haven't offered us enough money yet to stop us. So. Right, it's going to take an awful lot to make us stop. Yeah, yeah, that seems that seems to be the case. So if you want us we'll to stop, bar- we- <laughs> ballpark that well, like an army each. For us More to stop podcasting, I think I would quit podcasting for hundred thousand for a month or so. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. For an army, I I'll stop for a month for an army. I guess well, sure. Is that because you'd have to paint it, or would it be given to you painted? Ooh, if it's painted, then it might be a couple months. I don't I don't know. We're, we're not going to stop the podcast. Nobody's going to do that to us. Yeah, I'm going to change my vote. Painting has no value to me because I paint all the time. So right, and I actually like painting my models, so I'd rather just paint my own models. Right. Yeah. Good point. Although I yeah. I suffer yeah, from I, having lack of time, so that's the only I even thing. got a, a, a pro-painted model once, and I was not as, you know, it was thrilling to get it as a prize, but it was not as much fun when I was adding models to it. And I'm like, you know, now these all don't look the same. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the same way, Pat, so, I'm, yeah. At, at one time, Pat, didn't you win an army? I did. I won an, an Ogre Kingdom's pro-painted army. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool, but still... It was still. pretty cool, but when I was trying to add to it, and I was painting mine, the painting style that the, I think it was something table painting or whatever had done, I mean, obviously it was far better than what I was doing at the time, but nonetheless, <laughs> it didn't have my same signature style across the army, so it made it look like a forced army when I was trying to expand it a little bit. Sure. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it made perfect sense, and then that just went away anyway, so... Well, but now we're playing bolt action, and we're hey, talking about bolt action. I still have that action. one on the shelf. As you should. Why, why would you ever get rid of models you'll never be able to sell on eBay anyway? Exactly. Right? So, I mean, <laughs> or you could sell, but they're going to be, you're, you're going to pay. Shipping you know. that stuff is such a pain because everyone gripes that stuff's broken. You're like, of course it's broken. It's a small plastic miniature. That's why you put that, that little disclaimer on your eBay auctions that says these are plastic models and they're bound to break in shipping. For an extra $2.50, I'll include a bottle of glue. Yeah, right. <laughs> and a bottle of unicorn tears. It's not gonna. It doesn't matter. It, yeah, it happens. I always tell them it's reasonably packed. You know, it's on yep. your way. If something's broken, take it up with the carrier. It's their responsibility. Once I drop it off, right? You can pay for insurance if you really want it. Yep. I don't know what they would do with a painted, assembled model, but well, I have no idea either. But <laughs> maybe they'd get you a new one. I have no idea. The risk you assume, my friend. It yep. might be a public service we can perform for our listeners. Just try to ship stuff to each other and 
get insurance and then see what happens. <laughs> and commit mail fraud in the process. <laughs> you know, I can I can guarantee the mail guy on my router somewhere in the office somewhere around who just picks up boxes and shakes the ever loving shit out of them. Oh really? That Dude, sucks. I had, I had a box come in like the day after we got back from Europe, and I'd ordered it from England, right? And I swear to God, like, the top half was just ripped open. Like, someone ripped open the box and, like, looked in it to see what it was and then decided it wasn't worth their time to steal. Oh, the porch pirates didn't really want it. Well, I don't think it was a porch pirate because I grabbed it two seconds after the postman dropped it off. Oh, okay. But not right. fast enough to bitch at him for the condition of the box. <laughs> well, does some of that does some of that go through customs sometimes? Sure it does. Of course it yeah. does. Yeah, but customs, like... They use like knives and shit and try and open it. Like, but they also know. have to mark on the box if they opened it. Good point. Yeah, they actually have to put the sticker on it. Yep. Right, and this was not marked as open. This just looked like someone left it near their pit bull too long. Right, it got scraped around in the bottom of the truck for a oh, little too long. It was completely fucked. But whatever, everything inside was fine, so I didn't bitch about it. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. So, I I don't think we'll be playing this game because it sounds like a lot of effort and I don't. What the the mail stuff game? Yeah, like that just sounds like a lot of added expense for really not any payoff. <laughs> that too. Well, hey, I'm thinking about services that we can offer to our oh, listeners. Okay, so uh, yeah. bubble wrap in a box. Done. I, we can send you a link where you can buy bubble wrap on Amazon. Oh no! Yeah. Hey, Will that help? Hey, hey, I got this one. We learned this one on my trip in Europe when they were moving stained glass windows across Europe for a cathedral. Swear to God. They stuck them in a barrel and filled the barrel with melted butter and then let the butter harden. They f- oh, oh, my like God. It. That's my new shipping method. I'm telling you, melted butter is <laughs> new shipping method. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it cold. Uh, no, I was going to say, you're probably going to have to do margarine because I don't think you can ship perishable, which butter would be. Salted yeah. butter, you're fine. Salted yes. butter, you could probably get away with. Meh, I think that's still perishable because it's still dairy. Fair. Yeah. Uh, clarified butter you could do with if you can boil it down and take all the fat content out of it. Well, what fun is that then, man? I want to like put this packaging material on my popcorn after I open my box. <laughs> Just <laughs> scrape a, a little off. <laughs> it beats those stupid packing peanuts that I throw away in the trash can, and you go back a, you know, a couple days later and throw a bag of trash in there, and poof, all the peanuts come flying back out. Or when they empty it, there's like peanuts all over the neighborhood all of a sudden. Yeah, those uh, are like edible, though, man. You can just eat those. You can. The styrofoam peanuts? Well, I, I think they're all edible now, actually. They're, they're, yeah, they're corn-based, and they dissolve in water now. And, and I mean edible in the strictest sense of you won't die if you eat it. Right. Yeah, they don't taste good. Oh, God. They'll probably well, maybe don't... if you cover them some of that butter from what you're right. sending. <laughs> See, now, you, <laughs> yeah. now, you, now you're linking. A little salt and butter, you got a, you got a popcorn. It's great. <laughs> Just don't actually eat it yourself. Yeah. Just feed it to others. There you go. All right, so... Uh, that was good. That, yeah, I mean, we just started bullshitting at this point. But anyway, so let's go into hobby updates. Dale, you got anything bolt-action related that you want to speak of or that you can speak of? Um, no. That you heard of? No, I did play a bolt-action game, though, and it, went, it was fun. Yeah. All right. All right. That's one more game than I got to play. Yeah. Hey, you played a game. Did I? You played oh, yeah. a game with me. That's right. I forgot. It was Thanks. so... So memorable. Yeah, it was memorable. Something like that. I, it was going great, and then all of a sudden it stopped being going great for me that's anyway. Cause you, just because you, your unit ran backwards away from the artillery strike. Yeah, that's probably that's it. What, that's what took you out. It it just undid me. Yeah. That's my only... Well, no, I should take that back. I've been... 
putting together models still. I actually bought another box of everything that I had already equipped off the sprue just so I have reference models. So, nice. <laughs> yeah. And, I'll, I, and I needed another 14 anyway for that, for the, for the U.S. Infantry squads. Because I fuck the guys on there, like the guys crouching. I didn't want to use those guys anyway. That's what I know. (laughs) That's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is that I don't want to use the guys kneeling on the ground, so I did not Uh, use those guys. That could go poorly, too. Okay, I can't get your guys' minds out of the gutters. I'm sorry. (laughs) That shouldn't be new. No, right? Yeah. So I did that, and that's about it. I don't, that's my hobby update. How about you, Pat? Have you done anything? Uh, I got my 30 core together, which was uh, two transports, which I used um, actually Canadian transports just because I didn't want to use the three-ton trucks I had because the the ones in the list don't allow three-ton trucks as far as 30 core is concerned. They have the little 30 CWT Chevy trucks, which actually in the Warlord models are the ones that are cut down and are the um, the Desert Rats ones, all those, uh, oh, sure. what are those guys in Africa zipping around? Yeah, D- Desert Rats? Yeah, LRDG? Yes, LRDG. thank you. That's there what I was go. looking for. Yeah. So I had to go to, what's that other company? Uh, Rubicon. Rubicon. Oh. Yeah. Right. So they had a 15 CWT truck, Canadian version, so it's like actually the CMP or whatever they call it. Yeah, Canadian military pattern. See, there you go. Jeff's right in there. So that's the one I got, and I put that together. So I got two of those, and then uh, two Cromwells that Ooh. are all nice and done. And I did all this great weathering on them, and got some nice little mud effects going, and then went, crap, I forgot to put the decals on the trucks. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I'm like, come on. Ah, whatever. I'll find a way to put them on there, and I can put some more mud. They should be fine <laughs> eventually. But that's what I got done, and I'm not even sure if that's what I'm going to end up playing, but I'll play that 30 core list at some point just because it's fun. I don't know if I'm going to take that to Bug Eater or not because I don't feel it's a highly competitive list. I think your feelings are wrong. Well, we'll find out. I, I mean, well, no, maybe we won't. Unfortunately, I'd, I'd love to see how well you... I think you can do pretty well with that list, Pat. So, its strength is that it's got two armor, yep. but the downside it's only got three infantry. True. I, I mean, I do and see tough. the downsides, but... Now, it's nice and historic, which, you know, as I recall from my opponents last year, is that whatever history story they made up or pretended to research really seemed to have no bearing in what they actually put on the table. Oh, that's kind of harsh. That was shot, shots fired there. Wow. Shots fired. Well. Yeah. Would you like a little salt with your bitterness? Holy cow. <laughs> I've got some, thank you. <laughs> Yikes. All right, well. On that note, yeah, that's probably true. I kind of don't disagree with you, Pat. Sadly. I didn't have a story for my guys. I just brought See, something and played. And, and there were some people who would willing. I had one opponent said, "Yeah, I just this is just the list I put together. And wanted to play. That's fine." And then you had somebody else who, you know, I, I caught a couple of the points he had in there, and I think Jeff and I were talking about it afterwards and I was retelling it to him. Jeff's like, "That's not even close to true." I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Well, it, I guess there were. I guess there were points awarded for kind of doing that. But it was all based on your opponent. Basically, you selling your opponent that the story you came up with was true. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. It's not like we were sitting there fact-checking, you know, well, okay, sure, what do you got? I mean, I was, but, you know. Well, that's because you have your own internal fact-check, and I couldn't actually get any internet in that room. Yeah, there was garbage connection. But 
really would you have spent the time looking it up? I, I know I probably wouldn't have. I mean, I might have. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. Fuck it. But it's not likely to anyone anyone being having, let alone having the time to do it. Really, I mean, there's other things going on around you. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I'm, I would do it anyway. See what happens. Well, What's I'll the worst f- that can happen? You lose. I'll for sure play it uh, when we do our out of break weekend coming up. And give it a run. And see, right. what, see what it does there. I think right. the list, Pat. I think you can. I think you'll you'll do fine. I think you do really well, actually. So I know how I would play it, but and you're a good you're a good player and a smart, so you should be fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll give it a whirl. See what happens. <laughs> as you, as, that's all you can do. Yep. Perfect. All right. Uh, who do we got left? Jeff. Jeff. You. Other than visiting every actual World War II spot in. <laughs> In the world, like which is was super awesome to follow. Really, is pretty cool to see, and I think all of our Facebook followers really appreciated it. I hope so. I got to see some real cool shit. So yeah, I was like a yeah, flak yeah. tower. What's a flak tower? I had to I go was out so and look googling at that. the crap out of that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I had uh, sorry. So there's a fellow that does a YouTube series. He, I believe he's German, and um, he does a series on World War Two. Like it's just I don't know how many. He's got like a hundred, but he did a thing on flak towers, and I was like, what the is a flak tower so i looked it up and it's like oh there's a set of them still standing in vienna and i was like hmm we're gonna be there so i talked to my wife we did the normal tour and then i was like do you mind if we walk and see this thing in a park and she's like oh yeah sure it's like three miles out of the way and then you get to the park and it's well you saw the pictures it's like a big friggin' dog park that's got these two flak towers in it and it's awesome and then it was like another three mile walk, so I was kind of bitchy by the end of it. But <laughs> super cool to see, super cool to see. That was cool. But of course, I mean, they're just—they're literally just big concrete buildings. Like they don't have museums about them or anything. And you know, and you can't like go in them. I presume. Jesus, no! You wouldn't want to. I don't think. Well, we had but... the advantage of seeing all the pictures without having to take the walk. So thank you. Right. Oh you yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it was awesome. Um, so hobby update. Uh, like I said, I got. Some stuff in the mail. Um, of course, this is another story. Uh, there was a company I really liked some of his uh, tokens he made for bolt action. It was called Red Beam Designs, and I happened to check just before we left on our trip, and he's like, "I'm actually shutting down because I can't run my business anymore. So if you want anything, put the order in now." And I was like, "Oh!" So I ordered some stuff, and I was like, "Wait, he's got all these buildings, these MDF buildings." So I ordered, uh, what did I get? Twelve, thirteen MDF buildings from him. For like eighty bucks, because it was stupid cheap. Mm, nice. I can't get any more though. <laughs> Unfortunately. So hopefully you have everything you need. Yeah. yeah right? So That's so you you did a great job in telling all of us about this, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks for. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, letting us know. Very bro move of you. Yes. Uh, yeah, no. No. Worries. To be fair, he did say something. Oh, did he? He did. Okay. Fine. He did, did send something out in our little group chat. Very briefly, I caught it. And I'm like, yeah, I should go look at that, and never got back to it. Was it in the? Was it in the big chat? Yeah. Oh, that's why I never saw it. Yeah, it's, that stuff goes stuff. by so fast. If you if you like if you go to the, if you go use the restroom to pee and you come back and there's like 150 text messages in there, so it's pretty like much we're we're kind of chatterbugs. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so I got all those buildings in the mail. I spent the last day and a half putting them all together, so they're all put together, and I'm gonna paint them up Damn. here, and and then um. Since it's since it's snowmageddon outside, or historic blizzard event, as the National Weather Service calls it, I decided to uh, paint up this Martyr Three kit I bought from Warlord. So, and it's kind of fiddly, but it looks really cool when it's done. 
So that just got off the painting table. Well, this not off the painting table. I've got most of the painting done, and I got to go and do the details and washing and all that crap. But it's got a good start on it, so it'll probably be done for Thursday. So yeah, just, just be done by Thursday. Easy, <laughs> easy. And then I got to figure out my next project. You know. Okay. Sweet. I, you got more done than I did, and you were gone for most of the time since our well, last podcast. My, my kid's got four legs, and I can put her in her kennel when she's obnoxious. It helps. <laughs> I can put mine in my kennel, but Child Protective Services doesn't like that. Not for any length of time, yes. No, yeah. Well, she's got... No, no, I would never do that to my daughter. Or my son, for that matter. Anyway, You all say right. that now. <laughs> no, I... They've been they've been turds before, and I never thought about putting them in a kennel. Oh, I'm talking like when they're teenagers, man. Oh, maybe when she starts trying to date, that's when it starts happening. Maybe, yeah, like that's possible. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all of our hobby updates. So that's 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 that. Not as exciting as it always it can be. Mm. Do we yeah. want a uh, Operation Snafu chatter? Sure. Why not? I think we've we're, we've been talking about it. It's in the we, works, right? I, you know. Yeah. It is. We had the the great big meeting with the uh, event organizer, uh, Puck, who's who's doing the Renegade Open, which is of course our, which is the mainstream that we camp under. And it looks like uh, they're doing different format this year. So they're doing similar to what Adepticon does. They're doing a badge style. You can buy a one day or a weekend badge, and then the tournaments you have is just a separate fee for whatever tournaments you want to go play in. Yeah. Uh oh. So that's pretty cool. So, so translate that for me. So that just means if I want to go to Operation Snafu, I buy what? So, so it's a lot. Yeah, it's like Adepticon now. So yeah. if we so we'll have we're doing something Friday night. What that is, or two somethings Friday night. What that is, I don't know. Uh, and then our main the main Operation Snafu is going to be at this stage is a two day event. So if you need to do Operation Snafu. You need to buy the multi-day pass, which I believe is 30 bucks. Don't quote me on that. That's just a ballpark guesstimate from what I remember. And then you also, so that gets you into Renegade Open. Let's you get into all the vendor halls. Actually, you need the vendor halls without them, but it allows... So basically what it comes down to is last year they were having trouble making sure the hotel got guaranteed payment for all the rooms they needed to rent. So this badge system... And then they pinged all of us who had tournaments to pay for the rooms out of whatever our registration fee was. So this badge thing is just making that all go pay the hotel and done, and whatever we end up doing is what we spend for our prizes and stuff like that. We don't have to worry about getting our portion of the tournament paid back to the hotel. Does that make sense? I think yeah. I lost everybody there. No, no, I mean, no, no, you didn't. Right, so there will be there's a $30 badge that will allow you to register for the events that are available to participate in. And games on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're coming in for just like one game on Saturday, you don't have to buy the $30 one. You can get away with like, say it's a 15 or whatever it is, plus the entry to that one tournament or tournaments you want to do in that one day. Right. Yep. So. All right. But... All of the people that are going to sign up for Snafu, hopefully, will just sign up for the weekend pass because they'll save money that way, most likely. We're yes. and and I think the thing we can talk about. I mean, we can say that we are conscious of the fact that that's an additional cost to our players. We're trying to keep that into consideration when we plan our costs as well. So it's not like we're gonna, 
we're not going to hit you for like a $65 entry <laughs> fee right. and still know you're going to have to pay 30 bucks on top of it to get the badge. Yeah. We'll, we'll take that into consideration when we get our fee structure together or whatever right. it is. Right. It's, it's yeah. worth noting that we're not going to try and gouge her. And, uh, and it's not like we're, Renegade's we're not, trying to gouge either. Yeah, and we're not, we're not trying to make money on this sort of thing. We're just trying to kind of help cover some of the expenses that we put into for this event. Right. Some of the train that we do, the mats that we end up buying, and the prizes that we get, stuff like that. So that's basically what all that ends up covering for our end. Yep. So, Pat, if someone signs up for SAFU, what do they get? A big um, smile when they get smile here. Smile face? Yeah. I, well, they get, uh, they get four games, right? Well, for sure. Well, okay. That's what you're looking That's the okay. Yeah. At this point, yes, you're. We're looking at a two-day event and two games each day, two longer games each day. So yes, you're getting four games for whatever dollar value we pin on that. Mm-hmm. Again, this is all on paper right now. It's not finalized yet, but that's where we're our, where we're planning to. Just yeah, going to disclaimer. We, it. we will be in a different room this year because we're anticipated having. More than the room we were in, really the 24 was the capacity, and we're planning, hoping that with this two-day event, we'll get more of a draw from people, and not just be only local players. So we will be moving to a larger one. It was it's down away from the rest of the stuff. It's actually like this nice little ballroom thing that we will most likely be in that one. So, do yeah. you like ballroom? Higher ceilings, more space, a lot more around. light. That'll Hopefully, be great. not as much snow. <laughs> it's possible. But it'll be in November, so there's still that chance. It'll be the other side of the chance, but yes, yes there's still a chance. It'll be getting colder instead of why is it still cold? <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, I think we're again all excited. When, uh, speculation is that it registration opens early June? June 1st. June 1st. All right. That's actually not speculation. Oh, not speculation. Okay. All right. Yeah, so we, we hopefully should have the details a little more hammered out so you know what you're signing up for. So Hopefully we'll have maybe two more episodes before then to even give you some heads up. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, totally cool. All right, let's, uh, let's dive into rules because we, again, we, we get positive, positive messages about this and I think it's important. So let's, uh, let's dive in. Measuring, measuring closest to closest. So the the rule that we're actually looking at cover is we're talking about assaulting. Yep. Yep. Because that's so. By the time you actually get around to assaulting in a game, if you if you don't sit down and build your army to this is an assault army, this is what I do, you're kind of kind of already a little worked up in it, and it's really easy to forget particular rules and how they work and get them wrong. So I do it wrong sometimes. I see it wrong. Whatever. So we just figure we go over it because that's what we like to do. Why not? This is an important one, too, actually. The measuring closest model, closest model, or assaulting? Um, how they play together. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, what are we on? Page 75 is in close quarters where they start with that? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you declare the target. Important, then, you know, they don't, of course, you don't get to pre-measure in bolt action like you do in some other games out there. <laughs> so, you are measuring your closest model to closest model. And yep. making sure you're inside 12 inches. That's step one. Pretty straightforward. That's Pretty easy. straightforward. That one's and easy. 
That's the easy one. And everyone knows that if you're outside six inches, then if that unit, the target unit hasn't acted, they can pull their dice out and they can do a fire order. Also important to note that even if they have pins, they don't have to pass an order test first to do this. Right. Nobody but has the to pins, tell you the pins still count it. against your shots. Correct. The pins still. They modify the shot. hit to roll. Yep. Right. Roll to hit. So that all happens, and then so if they're between six and twelve, uh, so if it's not a straight, if it's a straight line, and you're going over um, rough ground or obstacles, you have to drop that to six inches. Now you have to measure around impassable terrain. Have to. Um, the obstacles you can kind of decide what you want to do. Now the FAQ came out actually lets you choose to move around obst or around obstacles or rough ground. Um, but if you do that, now the defenders still have the time to do the fire. So if you're more than six inches or whatever, or sorry, they it'll be simultaneous combat because the count is defending. Right. right? Even if you went around the barrier the long way. Right. They're still defending. Yep. Which makes perfect sense to me. Mm-hmm. So that was in the FAQ. Before that, it was a little... Before that, by the letter, you had to go across that rough ground or obstacle and then get your movement cut down to six inches, and that was just it. Right. All right, let me ask you this. I'm, I'm issuing an assault move, and my closest... Um, my closest guy, when I measure it to the unit, the closest guy in, in the unit I'm assaulting, it's eight inches. Um, but that, um, but the, but I would have to pass through rough ground to touch the closest guy. But half of the unit is a little farther back and outside of rough ground, but they're ten inches away. Um, so the closest guy is in rough ground. If I charge him. I have a maximum move of six inches. That's a failed charge. If I measure to a guy that's farther away in the same unit, not in rough ground, and go around the rough ground, that's ten inches. Can I successfully complete that charge? Yes, but now that unit counts as defend as defending, so it'd be simultaneous combat. Right. So the measurement is just closest to closest, but you, but you, you can. Move into a successful charge if it's even if it's not the closest guy. Yes. Okay. Now you can measure. Uh, you measure around that that obstacle and rough ground. To yep. to go back into that question and kind of unwrap it a little bit, you have a you have a model in rough ground. You're saying there's a model in rough ground and it's eight inches away. Yeah. The the unit the closest model in the unit I want to charge is in rough ground and it's eight inches away. Right. Can the unit charge if there's models in rough ground? Because now that those models can only move six inches, period. My unit isn't in rough ground. Oh, their unit is. Got yeah, it. their unit is. Well, I think you're still crossing rough ground to get to them, though. Yeah, no matter what, well, you have to cross closest, rough ground, right? The closest one is in rough ground. Um, but there is part of the unit that is not in the rough ground. I f it's I a little farther away, and I can go around the rough ground to... to assault? To assault. I think we're confusing a couple of rules here, and I think that's where I'm getting a little bit hung up because I feel like if you have models that are already in rough ground, that unit cannot move more than six inches already. The target, he's saying the target unit is in rough, is in rough ground. Right. Well, which means that your unit, no matter what you do, has to go into rough ground. 
but he's saying that. So, so here's here's what I would judge. If this were, if I were in a tournament and somebody asked me this, I would say, what percentage of that unit is in the rough ground? Is it more than fifty percent? No, it's not. Then that unit's not in rough ground, and you can move around to a different unit. That's what I. Fair would enough. Say. Okay. Does that make I'm, sense? Yeah, kind of. I, it's a very hypothetical situation, and we are. It's not. It's not visually shown to me, so that's where I'm getting a little bit hung up. But yeah, okay, got it. But so basically, the rule the rule that we're covering is is that you can go around obstacles or rough ground if you have enough distance to move. If you still have that twelve inches. However, the the defending defending player still gets their bonus, or they get their defending bonus, and they will roll simultaneously. Yes. Yeah. So. To have someone in your house? <laughs> I think there's an ET. I think someone came to visit Rick real quick. So, but the I think that the the additional information by the from the fact is important because it means that while you're measuring closest to closest, that's not necessarily the way you must travel to complete your charge. Well, and the fact that they 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 actually word it as reach its target, mm-hmm. which the target unit is what you're identifying. And the initial measurement is closest unit to their closest model to closest model, but that's not necessarily the target unit. Right. So that's just for purposes. If it were clear, cut, and dry, you know, so basically they're trying to say is if you have two units that are 12 to 14 inches away, but the two closest in those units are 12 inches away, yes, those units can charge and be in common contact. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and they also do quantify it with saying, you know, it is possible that some of the models in these units move further than 12 inches to complete the charge. Right, because usually once you get in, once you are within range, you just move everybody up. So, and it's unlike that when trying to get into a building where your run order, every model in that unit has to be able to cover the distance to that opening or window. Right, everybody has to be yeah, within 12 inches. Two different situations that would, would both units have a run order on them, mm-hmm. technically. Yep. Because the assault is, of course, the run order. Right. How many more ways can we say that? I know there's a train heading east going 55 miles an hour. No, east Washington. <laughs> yep, actually, it's kind of what I felt like when you first described that scenario. I was like, I can't understand this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, no, totally. Let's let's move to the next one because this one is my favorite: is assaulting assaulting infantry with tanks. Tank uh, shock. You want? Yeah. You want that one or the other way? You want tanks assaulting infantry? I want yeah. tanks. I want tank shock. You want the tank shock? I like tank shock. Okay. Well, go ahead. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe I'm. Maybe I do it wrong. Maybe. Maybe I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not trying to set you up. I'll go through. I'm really <laughs> no, not. no, no. I, I can. I can do it. I'm, okay. I, I've done this enough times. I want to know what Rick does. Essentially, what happens is you cannot move your you you move your vehicle in a straight line from the the way it was set up at the beginning of the turn. When you place mm-hmm. your dice down, you move your run right. You're running. You're running your 18 inches Correct. in a straight line until you hit your first unit, and then they have to take a te- test. If I remember correctly. And what's the minimum amount of distance you have to go? Fuck it. Oh, three inches? Is it three? No. Six? I believe it's nine inches. Oh, you have to go at least nine? Yes. You got to so get some momentum going? Yes. Oh, that's bullshit. They get giant fucking tank treads. The, you the, the end of your move. Over. So basically what they're trying to say is, so if there's a unit 
that is four inches away from you and two inches behind that unit is a building, because you can't carry enough momentum through there, you can't tank shock that unit. Sure, sure. So you've got to line I mean. it up. I mean, personally, I find it, like, I don't find it hard, but I think you have to be very mindful of what you're doing with your tank if you're going to try and do this. So you have to travel a minimum of nine inches, is what you're saying? I believe so. I'm double-checking okay. that right yeah, now. Yeah, he's looking at that, but all right. But the, the, I think the important thing that people forget is that you cannot turn while you're doing this. Right. You have to, where it your is tank run. is lined up, it, where your tank is lined up is the way it has to go. It's like a straight shot from there, right? Yep. That's where I think a lot of people get mixed up on it. It's like, oh, I can just move and do it. No, you got to go straight forward. And then the units that are that are deemed to be affected would have to take a fear check, or not a fear check, a tank check, tank fear check. Which is a morale. Which is a morale. Is it minus three? Uh, is no, straight? Is just, just straight, whatever pins mm-hmm. they have right. on them. Right, so yeah, straight minus whatever pins. And then if they, get out, if they pass, they move out of the way, otherwise they just die. And keep in mind that this, you also have to be an eight plus armor and an end enclosed, I think. Um, you might be right on the enclosed. I don't know about enclosed. I didn't screw well, up too bad. Yeah, I suspect that if it was open topped, it'd be too dangerous just to kind of drive amongst amongst the troops. Even if you're yeah. driving them over, you're like here's a grenade, have fun. Yeah, yeah. Like playing basketball with a really big. Uh, it's a really hoop. bad running back. Yeah. So that's why you have a bunch of roads on your tables and why the infantry shouldn't hang out in the middle of the roads. That's good that advice seems, for life, man. Yeah, right? Don't stand in the road. Seems like a good idea all the time. Or why you put, you know, dragon's teeth and lots of obstacles in the roads. Yep. Yep. Other burnt-out, shelled-out tanks and things like that. That seems to work, too. All those things. All those things are good advice. I'm going to go put dragon teeth in my road. Stop everyone from driving down my road. They drive too fast down my road. I'm imagining some of those... Well, rather, I imagine too. yeah, some of those small villages got tired of the tanks always coming through, so they probably <laughs> put some stuff there to keep them out. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, could, I imagine that, like, yeah, they're like, quit bringing in here so we get airstrike, airstrikes every other day. So, and what happens after they make that morale test, Rick? I don't think you did. You mention Ooh, that? they move. They move. Did they? They do a regroup. So if they if they pass it, they wait for the tank to go by, and then they just go right back where they were before. Mm. If they fail, adios. They're out of the game. Well, what if the tank has to stop there? Then then they do a regroup maneuver. Okay. Wait, then why they would, move? Okay. Why would the tank have to stop there? Well, what if it was? That's at, why this tank has to be able to carry through. That's where I think that nine inches. But I still haven't found that again. That's just right, right. But so if it, okay, if they're if it's going eighteen, but in the, the guys you're running move, over are at eighteen inches, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's no okay. the tank can't move any further for whatever sure. reason. Then they get put closest to where they were, one inch away from the tank. That seems fair or reasonable, but I don't know if that's what the rule is. Is that what the rule is, Jeff? Yep, that's what the rule is. Yeah, okay, I think that's perfect. what the rule is. Okay, that, that sounds right. So, important thing is you can't turn your tank. To, to me, that's the most important thing, and I think the thing that's most overlooked, personally. And I also find that you're going to have to go look this up every time you want to run a tank over people. So, Yeah, get some pins on that unit before page you run them over, too. Yeah, page 110. That's the most important thing. Just go to page 110, and then you'll, you'll figure it out from there. A couple times. It's actually, it's, I think it's really fun. It's not probably the most effective way of using a Panzer IV, but... 
Well, if if there's nothing else for it to do, and also it, you can catch some people off guard because well, most get, people don't even think about it. And it can hit multiple units too, which is actually kind of beneficial if someone's lining it up for you to, to hit three or four units or two units even, then maybe it's worth it. Right, it's more than two MMG shots in your your HE round, so mm-hmm. sometimes it might be worth it. So even if I run, even if there's only one guy in the road, if I can come in contact with that one guy, that you have to like, take a check. Yeah, there you go. Right, but you well, can't. If you move. start more than six inches away, they can they can make their normal target react if they really think they can do something. So careful <laughs> about about blitzing that Panzerfaust. Yeah, or the or the bazooka team. Yeah, yeah. None of that. None of those are great ideas. <laughs> yeah, but you know, wait till they're my have, suicide anti tank guy. Yeah. Wait till, work wait till out they have well. an order on them before you try to do that. Don't let them react. Yeah, that that was another good way of doing it. All right, how about the other way? Because that's another situation that comes up frequently: is infantry assaulting vehicles. So what I see done incorrectly the most is so. All right, if an infantry decides they want to assault the vehicle, first of all, you better hope to hell that that vehicle doesn't have an order dice next to it or it's going to be tougher for you. Uh, if oh, they have yeah. a run order, you can't even assault them, any right. any vehicle. Right. Mm-hmm. They're simply just moving too fast, can't do it. Uh, if they have an advance order next to them, you're going to have problems with it later. So first thing you got to worry about is if it's a tank, meaning an enclosed 8-plus uh, armored vehicle, and this one is specifically fully enclosed, uh, you gotta you gotta make the tank fear test if you don't have anti tank weapons like your mm-hmm. tank grenades or you know whatever. Uh, if you don't, if you do have those, you don't make a test at all. You're just good to go. Otherwise, you're looking at a test with an additional minus three modifier on it. And of course, you fail that, you go down. So, yep. other than that, now you've got the opportunity for the tank to react if you start more than six inches away. When most tanks have guns that do hurt infantry. So be careful of that. If by some miracle you manage to get all the way to the tank and and he doesn't have an advance order on him and he didn't shoot at you, then for every dude that uh, makes that assault, you roll a dice. And total up all the, everything that you have that's a 4, 5, or 6, and that's going to become your penetration value when you do the roll to wounds on the actual tank. Now if you assaulted something that had an advance order, you're only going to get that success on a six. Yep. With me so far? Everything makes sense. This one makes sense. Okay. So now you take that successes that you've had from your your close to your close quarters. <coughs> Excuse me. And then you make that roll. And so say you had eight guys attack and you were doing four, fives, or sixes and you had anti-tank grenades and you got your three guys that did it, so now you have a plus three. So a D6 plus three trying to hit that pen, that armor value of that tank. Sure. Okay, yeah. So, again, if it has an advance, it's a six. And I think that's the one thing everyone seems to just miss. I think a lot of people forget about the runner advance. I, I think a lot of people forget about the... Um, you can't assault anything that's run. That, yeah, because they already must strip the balls and excitement that I'm gonna I'm gonna do a tank in close combat and blow it up. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, like, oh, really tough to do. Right. Really That's your Jesse, and I think he's blown up two of my tanks that way. Really? Not even like not even little tanks. Two Panthers. I think he killed two Panthers in one game. Jesus. 
I know, it was really... more of his NCOs. No, I got to kill his damn flamethrower. He just, like, freaking lit them both up, and then I failed my morale checks. It was really awesome. It was it was a fun game, but, that yeah, that sucked. All right, so the other thing to mention, too, is if that unit doesn't have anti-tank grenades, the best they're going to do is superficial. Sure. Right. Yeah, which is... Which is D6 minus 3 on the chart. Which is still not bad sometimes. And it's still, if they don't have... if Well, if they don't have an order dice, it takes the order dice out. Yep. At yep. a minimum, it's going to stop it for a turn, which is yep. which is good, or can be good, I should say. Just don't get run over. That usually works out poorly for anyone that's smaller than the tank, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that that's uh, all fine and dandy, but now here's the real question I have for you, and you're not going to like it when I ask this question. What about units inside the transports? What about them? Yeah, did we cover that last time? We did. All right, good. Then we don't have to talk about it again. Great. See episode 20. Great. All right, assaulting buildings. Now, keep in mind, you, this is infantry assaulting buildings. Right, because tanks can't assault buildings, can they? Yes, they can. Do you want to do that too? No, no. No, oh, no, you brought it up. They can do that. Let's, let's, overwhelm, let's overwhelm our listeners with rules today. All about assaulting. It's, it's actually very thematic, Pat. Very well done. I do it. I can. <laughs> so tanks assaulting buildings depends on what the building is. I mean, uh, I don't recommend taking a light tank into a stone building. You're not going to do well with that. Just a heads <laughs> up for you. A super sure. heavy or a heavy tank into a wooden structure would do just. We'll do a little bit better. We'll probably take it down. So I think it's uh, there's a chart somewhere. I'm not. I didn't have it set up, and I haven't done it yet. But basically, they have kind of a chart, and depending if you're a, a heavy or super heavy, you get two or three dice, and then basically you have to do like the same thing, number of hits from HE to bring it down. And if you don't, then your tank is blown up. So, Oh, shit. Okay. Unless, so you're, you... unless you're a super heavy, don't really try it. I mean, yeah, it seems like a bad idea. The, the James Bond flick where uh, Pierce Brosnan drives the tank through that big wall, that brick wall and stuff. Didn't he have the hatch open when he did that, too? Or yeah, something? he did. Yeah, of course he did. I also wouldn't recommend doing that. No. But that's just right. me. Right. Okay. All right. Well, then, then moving right along, we won't have to worry about that anymore. Um, so infantry units assaulting buildings. I don't uh, know where, I'm these are, where you're These going are last-ditch sort of efforts, I'm thinking. As far as, like, as far as, as, far as trying to win the game? Yeah. Like, I'm behind and I need to do this? Because not, you're not in a good condition. To, when you're doing this, oh no, you're definitely suboptimal when you're when you're at a minimum you're fighting simultaneously, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I mean, so, that's a given. So but, the, some, the, but, but sometimes you really need to move guys out of a building that's guarding an right, objective. Right. The objective's yeah. in the building, or the building is the objective. Yeah. There's lots of times where shit like that happens. I, I had one where all I had to do was make one kill one guy to bring his unit down to a small team, and the rules didn't allow for small teams to capture objectives. I threw so many single dudes at that to try and do it and just couldn't get it done. <laughs> well, that sometimes happens too. Dice dice can be fickle. Dice are fickle, especially when you're playing Dave. Yep. All right, so but basically... So, so you follow the rules for assaulting instead of following the rules for entering a building. Remember we talked about sure. that. They're both a run order, but when you're occupying a building, everybody in that unit has to be able to measure distance to get there. When you're assaulting, okay. just the first, just the closest guy has to be able to 
you move it there. Of course, if you're more than six inches and they have an order, they can shoot you, yada, yada. And then it's simultaneous and just hope to God that you get tougher troops than he does. Sure. But you can run into a building, so you can, you can still assault a building from 12 inches away. Correct? Yes. Okay. There's an important distinction between other obstacles, per se. And, and if you win the combat, you gain that ground floor of that building. Right. You don't, it's not a regroup somewhere else. You are in the building, and essentially. You yep. take over the floor. Yep. Yes. Which so makes the one, sense. The, one that, the next one is the one that always catches everyone off guard. Yeah. I'm one of those things where it's like, that's what the rule says. I don't know. And that's assaulting from a building. Okay. You can do the same thing out of a building. Though yeah. you can't, can you, you go, you can't go from one building to another. So you couldn't assault from a building to another building, correct? Actually, you can. Oh, all right. Okay. Because it's a run order. And it's still fine. Yeah, you're it's still... It's still fine. Yeah, okay. So, and then they also say that um, if you're more than six inches away, the target unit has a chance to react. So you can make your full 12-inch run outside, and you're measuring from whatever window or door that you got these bros pouring out of. Sure. Okay. I, kinda, I swear, I, it's, in, it's in the rules page. No, I believe whatever you. Whatever it is. I, every, every time I do it, people are like, you can only go six inches. I'm like... No, it doesn't. It doesn't say that. It's not, it's not hiding behind a. a I'm not know, a hedge dug in behind a hedge. I'm not yeah. down in a bunker. You're not crossing it to do the. the no, you're running out the door. I'm starting yeah. at it, you know. But I so. will call out one thing, and this might be trivial to some, but I think it's something that somebody would forget, maybe in some of these circumstances. And it's stupid, but it's it's important to call out. Is that you have to be able to see the unit to charge it. You yeah. can't. It's not like you, I can measure eight inches away, but you have to be able to see the unit. That's right. an There's important no caveat. Right, charge around charging. corners and stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Exactly. Yep. You need you need LOS or your SOL. Sure. Yeah, it works. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool that you can assault from a building, and you can go up to twelve inches away. You okay. can assault another building. You can assault from one side of the building to the next. Sure. Up if you happen to have a big enough building, and which, that's how they're calling it. For, for the record, so um, when I have some my terrain, I have, like, buildings that are larger buildings. Right. I usually refer to every six-inch square as a second part of the building, give or take. Sure. So if you have, like, a 14-inch a by 8-inch building, I would say that's technically two buildings. Yeah, I think we've done that before in the past with, like, the big churches and stuff. Like, seriously, though, how can you not have more than one unit in that building? It's pretty yeah. Much a, as long as you talk over your talk it over with your opponent before the game, sounds great. Right. That's the important thing is to have that conversation before the game starts. Don't make assumptions. The uh, assumption is the mother of all fuck ups. Yes. Bingo. I would have not said it that way, but sure, close enough. You haven't heard that way. No. Well, I, I've always heard it as an ass. You made an ass out of you and me. That's just assumption. Right. That's, that's sorry. That's an assume. That's just if you assume. It's assuming. Yeah. But if you have an assumption, that's the mother of all fuck-ups. Sure. Fair enough. All right, sorry sorry if you hear dishes in the background. My wife must be doing dishes right now. So nice I'm not, job. I'm not, in a, I'm not in a restaurant or something. It sounds kind of like I'm in a restaurant right now. I, in case if nobody, nobody knows right now because we haven't really talked about it, but someone's been mentioned a couple times, we've we got like 14 inches of snow. According to Pat, we got at least 14 inches of snow. I removed uh, 14 inches of snow from my driveway. I don't know what else you guys got. In flipping April. 
Yeah. We are getting we are getting doused right now. It's pretty brutal. Well, so, the wind's howling at about forty miles an hour here too. Yeah, it's not so great. It's pretty crappy out. So, um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, other than the fact that it, it's shitty out. And just felt everyone should know that we're recording under adverse conditions. Yeah, because you should feel bad for us. We're all inside our warm houses, you know, and we're Minnesotans, so we're yeah. used to this stuff. And just knock on wood, nobody's lost power yet. Right? Have yeah. not. The I haven't lost internet. going down here. We're good to go. <laughs> I'm more worried about my internet than I am my... Well, I guess they're kind of hand-in-hand. Hand. <laughs> <laughs> I can... No, I can't do anything if I don't have... I should be charging my phone. Uh, Mine's plugged in. Yeah. All right. So we're going to take a quick five-minute little break here, and we'll come back, and we're going to cover... Uh, well, maybe we should set this up first, is that... One of the things that we were asked a lot about from new players is how would they take the Band of Brothers set and expand on it? So Pat had him and myself set up uh, our make thousand point American lists. And then Pat and Dale, or not Pat and Dale, Dale and Jeff were set up to make German lists, which I think is interesting. We'll go in a little bit more detail after the break uh, and we'll do a couple other things after that too so have some here. music yeah here, I don't I, I like da, seriously da, da, da. don't even know what it'll be whatever it is because now we're not even well I guess it's American or German there you go for, for the record when we were in Budapest there was totally a guy with a monkey and a little accordion thing no way and it was awesome a little squeeze box yeah it was um, freaking awesome pretty awesome that's I wanted cool. to find him and throw money at him but he left before I caught up <laughs> right wait wait, wait take my money <laughs> All right, we'll be back in. We'll be back in a couple minutes.
Alright, welcome back. Uh, whatever the music was. Like always, we have no clue. Fantastic. Or, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it was good though, right? Obviously. Hey, one of the comments we keep getting that people like the music that we put in there. So. Yes, except somebody put two waltzing Matildas in the last episode. Jeez. There were two different versions. <laughs> I know. And there's nothing it, more Australian than waltzing Matilda. There really wasn't any. I was like, this is perfect. It was actually good. It was great, Pat. I'm just giving you a little <laughs> shit because I can. Appreciate that. Yeah. Like I said, there are two distinct different versions. They were I mean, very it, distinctly different. I agree. It's not like you had the whole internet at your disposal. No. Oh, right. <laughs> <did>. oh, <laughs> but you know what? There are three different versions of Waltz and Matilda, and that's all they have for Australian World yeah, War II music. That we can easily access through our channels. And that made yeah. any sense. Right. Fair. Ouch. Okay. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually liked it. I was just, I had to give you a little grief because you picked the same, you got a little lazy maybe. I don't know. After 20 episodes, you might start hearing some repeats. Just putting it out there. Yeah, <laughs> we've already no. had one. Yeah, I know. There's that whatever that song we play at the very beginning seems to be the same all the time. Yeah, that snafu thing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same every time. Yeah, that's never going to change. Except for if you listen to episodes one, two, and three. Those episodes <sighs> yeah. don't exist. Yeah, because I didn't find that thing until much later, which was, but still perfect when hey, we found but it. One, two, and three it was, was still perfect. consistent. Right, and then well, and that's an I mean that's per I think of all the World Two World War Two songs I think that's still my favorite song. So, correct because that was uh, Praise the Lord and Passing Ammunition, right? Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Yep, yep, that was. So you got three episodes. Can't of the wait same for song. the remix of some of these songs. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that song I even heard about back when freaking Mash was on TV. Right. Yeah. Um, so as we alluded to before the break, we're coming in to look at Band of Brothers because. Uh, why the hell not? And I think a lot of this is where a lot of people start, and I think we have a lot of newer player listeners. So we actually have had multiple comments to ask to to what would you do if you had the Band of Brothers set, and how would you expand the U.S. and the German side? So Pat split us up. Uh, I have the Americans with Pat, and then Dale and Jeff have the Germans. Guten Tag. Right, so you guys can help us figure out which side of us did this better. I don't really know that that's going to be possible, but I think it'll be fairly <laughs> obvious that both sides did poorly and our recommendations were crap. I mean, well, let's get there and we'll see what happens. I don't think so. No? Well, so, let's talk about what's in the Band of Brothers. Right, I was just going to suggest that that's where we start, is we at least look at what's in the box before we move on. So, um, you get a rule book. I think yeah, it's a small yeah, yeah. small form factor, right? Yeah, so it's, it's the it's small an one. It's, it's a pretty yeah. nice rule book. Which is actually. nice to have. I think that's I a great reference. I can't read that one without my glasses at all. Well, that's because you're old. That's fine. Oh, Jesus, some Hawkeye you are. I'm the same. <laughs> Thanks, Dale. 
I can't do anything without my glasses anymore. No. <laughs> do you have to have it on your driver's license? Well, I'm, no, I mean, my reading glasses. Oh, Come okay. On. Got it, got it. Okay. Cool. All right. So then you get on the U.S. side, which I think this, is, this might be one of my biggest pet peeves is that they just get 24 Airborne. There's nothing else with it. Just, just get Airborne. You just get a bunch of dudes, which is cool. Like, that's a lot of guys. You say that like bros aren't awesome, man. I'm, I'm not saying they aren't, but I'm you just... You say that like... It's, I mean, it's, it's history. It, yeah. That's what it was. That's what they had sure. when they were Band of Brothers. They did not have any Jeeps, from what I remember. Oh, were... I better change my list real quick. Hold on. <laughs> no, I well, mean, Well, not until I get the later it. episodes do they drive around trucks, but they never fought from them. You know, was... Well, right. They just drive they... around they were the new plastic U.S. Airborne, so I mean, Which was it's not awesome. like they were throwing a five-year-old Which, kid. In no, there. that's very true. They were yeah. amazing. They're they well, they still are. Don't say they aren't still amazing models. They're great-looking models. I have no, yeah. I I they're great-looking models. But I think you could and you couldn't buy them outside of this box when it first were released. I think that was one of the other big things. You know, I think why some people bought it. When, when did this one drop? Do I remember? Was it last Christmas? It sounds about right. It might have been just before Christmas last year, if I remember correctly. That sounds about when it dropped. Well, the uh, Berlin box was the big Christmas box. Right, that was this year Christmas. That was this, this Christmas, but Christmas. the previous Christmas. And I don't okay. think this was necessarily like the big box that they had, but it was their it new was starter set that they were releasing. Mm-hmm. Did it come yeah, out I just so. after V2? It, yes. I think it might have. Yes. Because it, yes. it, yep. it had a second edition rule book in it, so it had to have launched just shortly after V2 launched, I believe is what actually mm-hmm. happened. All right. This is one of those get started playing bolt actions. Right. Gives you two sides. Gives you some basic scenarios. They, it has a modular ruined farmhouse. I'm not sure if it's actually modular. Uh, it's, um, it's the plastic ruined farmhouse. Right. Case. So it's it goes mm-hmm. in. It's a it, okay. It comes in pieces in that sense. It's modular, but once you put it together, it's pretty much. Stuck. <laughs> well, I mean, I've made you know. I mean, hell, I've stretched them out to a twelve by fourteen area, one building. So you can do a lot with them. I really like the kit. I got like yeah. eight, five of them. Yeah, I got three or four of them myself. I think I think I've seen complaints that it is maybe a little underscaled compared to most terrains, but it's whatever that doesn't seem to bother it's anyone to it still looks 28 good. millimeter than the <clears throat> yeah. 28 millimeter heroic, heroic. To yeah. seeing. Yep. Mm-hmm. i'll go on the record i am not a fan of the farmhouse personally it's just it doesn't go together as easily as it could and it's just pretty meh but it's in the set for free so that's a plus well, I mean, well, you're still for paying free. for the whole kit so i don't know right but if you think about it, it gives you a little bit of terrain you know it's yeah, it, it makes sense that it's in there. I just from the know. starter standpoint. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So then you get twelve German Grenadiers. Again, I think those are fairly new sculpts as well. Not quite as new as the U.S. Airborne, but they're still good sculpts, right? I mean. Yep. And it, it, again, you get all the bits on the one sprue, so you don't have to have extra weapon sprues and stuff. So it's kind of nice. Uh, and this will this will make Jeff happy. Is that they get a. a I don't know. How do you say it, Jeff? The Studefuck? I can't ever say that word. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm not even going to say that yeah. one. The, the half track. S-D-K-F-Z. All right. The Hannah Mag, right? This is the Hannah Mag. Yeah. Uh, 251 slash 10. Right. Yeah. So you get a half track for the for the Germans, which I think is pretty cool. Well, yep. you got half the number you do Americans, so you better give them half a track. 
<laughs> Rim shot. There's a, there's a weird play on words in there. I don't not quite comfortable with. It's not not. Yeah, you've got to be careful what you say there. Yeah. Yeah. Not a. It's not, not a full track. Just a half yeah. track. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's only gone off half cocked. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then and then like you like we said some stuff to get you started. They got some the rule guide and reference sheets. They got those yeah. those uh, pin markers. Those are those the red, red ones. plastic ones that you can't read. They, yeah, you have to paint because you can't see them otherwise. Yeah, well, yeah, they are pretty much impossible to read as is. Yeah, and then you get the new templates: the the one inch, two inch, three inch, four inch uh, BB-8 template. Yep, that's as nice we, to have. As we nicely refer to as the BB-8. Yep. Uh, and then you also get the other little tokens for the jammed turret, which is new in version two. Uh, and then they've got the, the also the the countdown targeting with the indirect mortar fire little mm-hmm. snippet thing, and then whatever else on there. Those little micro dog tags that they have. Oh, the hidden and the ambush yep. and yeah. all the other little all the other states that you can be the in. mobilized artillery or barrage airstrike. Sorry, you men snap yeah. to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah snap to action. But not yeah, I guess ambush is not one of them because that's a right, dice. So that's on the order dice. Yep. yep. And then you and get they some get, dice. Yeah, they get ten order dice, five. Of one color and five of the other. I think they're gray and green. That would make, that would make too much sense, yeah. And then, thank God, they include some six-sided dice in case you don't have any. You missed the most important thing there, Pat, though. Did the construction diagrams? <laughs> no. It comes oh. with two rulers. Does it really? Yes. It's, well, I'm looking at miniature market right now, and it tells me it comes with two rulers. And I hope they're like the long plastic sticks that you can smack each other with. I don't think it does. Oh. I've never seen that. They might be paper then. That's too they're, bad. They're paper. Yeah. yeah I'm going to disappoint you all and tell you to pay. They're punch out. Uh. All we did was whip each other with those things. <laughs> they're so fun, though. <laughs> wow, I'm glad fun. I never played with you guys back then. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So it's a way, that's a letdown then, quite honestly, that they're yes, not. Yes, a little bit. Yeah. They needed, a, they needed to have some kind of weird... Well, I understand them having some <laughs> some kind of ruler in there because this is supposed to be like, hey, look, I got this box. Let's play this game now, and everything that you need to play the sure. game is in right. there. You don't this have to go anywhere else or bring anything extra in. You don't have to go to Home Depot to pick up a tape measure. Well, it doesn't come with glue or anything. I mean, fair. It's got a construction diagram. Right, but it doesn't come with... You're it. supposed to chew, chew it up and <laughs> stick it together? I, I don't know. <laughs> it's been, it's just, yes. You spit all these together? <laughs> mill it up and it turns into glue. Uh, yeah, I mean... That'd be pretty slick. Quite honestly, they probably can't do that. They they would Maybe they would have if they could have, but that's sure. But probably yeah, you, problematic you if ship shipping from the UK. Yeah. Right, and how long is it going to last? Yeah, right, right. It's well, not worth the, your time. The product is supplied unassembled, unpainted, and and paints are not included. So, Preparation mm-hmm. assembly may be required. Actually, it's absolutely required. So, Yeah, yeah it's part of the hobby. Yeah. That's the fun part. Go exactly. get yourself some glue, put them together. It's not that hard. You'll love it. Yep. I mean, it comes with dice, so it, it only comes with five on each side, but that's still more than you'll probably need. Yeah. 100, 110 U.S. dollars, <coughs> or thereabouts. 36 infantry vehicle, rule book. Dude, building, terrain. building, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Can't complain. It, it's overall pretty reasonably priced for what it is. If, you're, if you want to split it with a buddy... And they're and they want to play a half track for the Germans. I think that's one of the downsides. Is like the German side might feel like they're getting a little bit 
I don't less. know how you get five order dice out of twelve German grenadiers. You, you don't. Track. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. But it, they didn't want to make it obvious that the German player is getting less. <laughs> well, you, you make two of your guys a sniper. You know, you make two of your guys a sniper. You make one guy an officer. You have officer. a lorry, so that's two. You have uh, a half track. Your vehicle. So the, three. Is the grenadier sprue, right? Yes. Yes. So you get right. two of them. Right. So there may be a few so things I remember you that, to do. That make it do it a medic. Doesn't have a sniper option on it, does it? It doesn't. Need to. You give a rifle and you put a scope on it. Sure. Yeah, they have I, the German Grenadier squad does have assault rifles which have scopes on them, so you could go that route if you wanted to get something that represented a, a mm-hmm. sniper. But that's maybe going into the other part of it. But so that's that's essentially the Band of Brothers set. I think so it's not bad. What what can you build? Which we started on, so you, the German side. What can you guys build out of just what's in the box set? Sure. If I absolutely had to, you got a halfie, okay? Um, mm-hmm. It comes with a dude that's standing with the machine gun, you know. But you actually put up, you put a pack. Uh, what the hell is it? A pack thirty six on it, I think. It's a light anti tank gun. Pull that off and throw it in the trash because that's a terrible setup. Put the MMG on it. Yes. Don't put the guy, but don't put the guy like holding it. You leave him off because you're going to use him as a standing MMG guy somewhere else, right? As part so of a team. Yep. All right, so, so you've okay. plucked him out of the. I have Hannah plucked Mag him out of the half Hannah, Hannah Mag. Okay. So you give him and two other bros out of the twelve. So now we're down to ten bros. Make him an MMG team. Take one of the ten bros down to nine. Make him a lieutenant. Take one of the bros down to eight. Make him a medic. Take the remaining eight bros, you make them a squad. And they can ride in the half track. And they can all ride in the half track. Do you get to five order dice on that? Um, Four. Team, truck, dude, medic, squad, five. Nice. Oh, the medic, yep. Yeah. That's all right. Okay. That's some work. Thank you. Swatting already. Okay. And all veteran, I presume. Because why? No reason not to. Why not? Yeah. Right. If you're trying to. You're not going to go over. Well, no, you're with the Hannah Mag, you're probably right around 400 points. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. And with the airborne, the the U.S. side, we can make some airborne. So, yeah. That's, <laughs> and, and this is thing. not as much so the minimum So the minimum size on the veteran paratrooper squad is six. Yes. So you can get four of them. Which doesn't let you pull a lieutenant because you can't drop that squad below six. So you have to pull a lieutenant, so you can't get four. Right. So. Right. And what do you do with the other five guys? Medic. I mean, you can make a medic yeah, too. Yeah, I guess I mean, you could do a medic. And yeah, a sniper medic. Or well, and like I see some options for some stuff like there's a binocular set on this brew. You could make yep, a, so an observer or a sniper. You could get yourself an air observer. Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, yeah. U.S. U.S. benefit from having a second air observer. I don't know if that's real in flavor with range or with uh, the airborne, but uh, they're only cut off and surrounded. So yeah, it's not not in flavor. <laughs> okay, I mean, they came from planes. Well, depending upon where you, yeah, depending upon where you're at, you know, there could be some artillery support. Like mm-hmm. the end of Saving Private Ryan, they had an airstrike come in, so save right. their bacon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so Granted, you're crossing over Band of Brothers Private Ryan. I don't know if they plan on making a Saving Private Ryan box set or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you careful. Hopefully not careful. Any ideas, Warlord, but... Careful crossing the streams here. Don't cross the streams. 
<laughs> I swear, guys, I didn't think it could hurt anyone. What was that? Steve Puff Marshmallow Man. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, so so unfortunately, the U.S. side, you, you like you said, you have to. So that you can get fourth unit is kind of a wash because you need to. Yeah, well, so but you can throw those five dudes into the other units. You can get three units that are a little bigger than minimum size. Well, you still mm-hmm. want to try to get to five. So I think you get, you do, you got three units of six guys. You take, you make one with an LT with the buddy and then a sniper. So it gives you three, four, five, and then throw the extra guy and beef up one of the six-man squads. Yeah. Uh, and you're sitting just over 400 points. Or right. right. And that gives you five order dice. That gives you your five order dice. Yeah. It's a way to do it, yeah. And you're playing bolt action. Go. That's what really matters. Right. That's that's the important part. Mm-hmm. But, all right. But wait, there's more. Right. So the real question that people had is, if you had this box set, how would you expand it to 1,000 points? So we're sitting at about 400 for each box, or each side of the of the box, correct? Fair assessment? Yes, yeah, give, yeah. Or, roughly, sure. give or take. Give or take, sure. give or take and you know, right. you can scale veteran regulars in there once in a while. You sit, we'll just say right. that we're sitting at 400 points. We're looking to add 600 points to this mess. Right. And and keep in mind that not everyone built their stuff that way, right? Like Nobody's planning quite as well as we are because... <laughs> I, I don't hope know. people are planning more than that because I just made all that crap up. Well, no, no, no. I'm just saying. Well, I mean, dude. I mean, if somebody doesn't know what the hell they're doing when they're buy- when they just bought this and they're just sure. playing it, they don't know they what should... they're doing. Well, yeah, they're going to listen to us and figure it out. Hopefully, they will. They've now. been waiting since last year, last Christmas when they bought this last fall. <laughs> yep. I know Snafu is going to come through. They're not even a podcast yet, but I know they're going to come through and help me out with this. The one day That's there right. will be a podcast that tells me how to make my my Band of Brothers box set. Exactly. See, yeah. now, you guys, now you guys are getting it. Yeah. All right. So while while we're there, all right. So we have some thousand point lists that we were that we built. I mean, I guess I didn't build one. I physically built. Didn't built physically it. build. Built it in my mind. Built it in uh, application that lets me make army lists. There we go. Well, I think you can tell which one. You theory it's, 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 yeah. it's easy. It's easy army guys. It's everyone knows what we use. Thank you for whoever. I can't remember the guy's Greg. name that makes this thing. Greg? Greg something or something Greg. I forget. It's Greg with two Gs. Whoever makes this. Oh, I'll tell you because he just emailed. Well, he earlier he emailed me my list that I made for this. He's so, so thoughtful like that. Mm. He really is. Mm-hmm. Greg at easyarmy.com. Greg, Greg thank you, Greg. Gs. Thank you, Greg. It's Greg with two it Gs. Could be, yeah. It could be Greg G or Greg with two Gs. Either way, Greg. G- 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 thank you. All right. So, 100%. Pat, you want to lead us off? You want to? Nope. You want to start this? No. All right. Nope. Fine. I'm going to start then. Screw you. So we'll start right. with you. Well, so we want to start with the Americans. Two ways, two ways we want to look at this. We want to look at this at you know what can you get to a thousand points with your squeaky uncle's wallet that doesn't open and ever let any money out. And then we want to look at <sighs> no it. No one does that. Well, some people might be on a very strict budget. You know, they're they're still. Uh, eating ramen noodles and having hot pockets for Christ's sake. I don't know. Uh, well, I have tips for those people. You, you, you can just call him Kevin. <laughs> I was going to say, or there's the Kevin version, who's just the open wallet, and let's just go ahead and throw money at the at the problem and go. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. Well, Kevin, who refuses to listen to our podcast until after payday. Right. Kevin, we love you, but this one, this one's for you, bud. Yeah. Right. Well, he's already got Americans. He's he's already set. He doesn't need any of this stuff. Yeah, he's yeah fine. I can skip right over this then. Right? All right. Um, so my list, my first, my, 
I, I won't call it an expensive list, but I, I, it's kind of in between the two, right? Yeah, don't call it a comeback. Wait, what? Right. <laughs> I've been here all the time. <laughs> all right, so mine... I'm going to knock you out. <laughs> I'm knock you out. <laughs> well, then. The, the, I guess one of the biggest problems I have with my list is that I have four veteran paratrooper squads that are all sitting at seven models, which puts you at 28 models. Why is that a problem? Because you get Other twenty-four, the, you get twenty-four in the box. Well, the, the like units are the box. This sounds like bad planning. I trust me. I, I, you can buy. You can buy more. <laughs> okay. So you can okay. buy some more, and I recommend you buy like the ones that have the BAR if they have a BAR uh, option. I get some Thompson SMGs, so you can buy single or two dudes for four bucks. So you can get a couple more dudes for four bucks or eight bucks. What you need. All right, so uh, I should caveat this. My list is a 1944 Bastone Theater Selector. Cheater. Yeah, right? I know. Because, well, this one makes sense to me. This is, this is perfect for Airborne. I think this is a great spot for him. Uh, so I, like, I have four veteran squads. Then I have a Pathfinder squad. So I have a six-man Pathfinder squad, all with SMGs. And uh, the LZ signals gives you the ability to, I believe that's the... Allows you to reroll uh, flanking. Is that right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's for airborne units. Yep. Here's where my fun starts. Is I have three bazooka teams. In the name of God. Because <laughs> why? <laughs> why not? To blow shit Which up. Selectors you take. The best because 1944 Bastone list. Because it was historically accurate, right? That's which, which pretty has inaccurate. Three anti-tank selectors. Yes, yes, it does. How many war dogs did you take? None. Those are those are marines, dude. They didn't have those in this okay. list. All right, good. Yeah, I no, was looking at on. the reinforced platoon. All right. <laughs> I also have a sniper. So, of the stuff that I need, you need about four extra rangers, a pathfinder squad, a lieutenant, three bazookas, and a sniper. So I'm talking. Eight, uh, 12 dudes, 13 dudes. The biggest problem I have is I'm just looking at Warlord, and the biggest problem I have is that you can't buy the bazookas by themselves for the U.S. Airborne, which is a bummer. You can so get ten with a light mortar. Right, it comes with a light mortar, so you have to spend 10 bucks, and you get, you're get you going to end up with three light mortars, which you'll probably never use. Well, you won't use three of them. Oh, there's two different versions of it, too. I didn't even notice that. All right. That's even better. So you can get a little bit of variance if you want. But so you got a late war and an early war. So I'm talking 10, 20, 30 snipers, another 10, I'm guessing. Uh, your raider unit's another 15. So you're talking like 50 bucks more, maybe 60. That's not bad. It's and you basically got yourself a, a nice little... I mean, I think this list, the way it is, I think deals with armor pretty well. you got three bazooka teams, for crying out loud. Um, and you got some fairly healthy dudes. All my, all my units have uh, LMGs. Well, I, I swear, I, oh, most of them have BARs as well. And then have SMGs as well. So they have five SMGs, a BAR, and a light machine gun in most cases. So they have some long distance, but they're also kind of close and shooty. They're actually a lot close and shooty, actually, now that I look at it. 
Three bazooka teams concerns the crap out of me. <laughs> and I think it would con- concern a lot of people. Uh, especially a lot. as I'm, I'm you know, still considering the back of my, high, my mind as, as far as my, uh, my 30 core list. That's like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you for that. Yeah. So 11 orders at 1,000 points. What's the pen on bazooka? Is it five or six? six uh, plus five. That's weak. That's as bad as a piot, but it's got 12 extra inches. It's got a 24 inch range. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what makes a big difference. Yeah, so those damn German ones are plus six pen. Yeah, the the uh, the Panzerschrecks are plus uh, six, and they're are they eighteen inch range or are they twenty four? I can't remember off the top of my head. I think they're only eighteen, if I have to remember right. No, they're twenty four, man. Sorry, is it, say they're twenty four. Is the Piat eighteen or is that twelve? Piat's twelve. It's twelve. Sorry, Pat. I know that's that's why I, I like what the Dale has dubbed that as the pain in the ass torpedo. <laughs> But you can shoot it out of a building without worrying. Apparently, game mechanic-wise, you can shoot anything out of a building without worrying. Right. Yeah, I know. So that's that's the list I made. I only made one because I think it actually it's what I would pop, would want to play anyway. But it also is fairly inexpensive now that I like did the math. It's actually pretty cheap. Oh, I'm sorry. I also have a medic because why would you not have a medic with paratroopers? Got to have a medic. Medic's pretty cool. Yep. Can't complain. Pat, how about you? What did you What did you come up with? Uh, if I were on a budget, I would stick with the the whole airborne thing and just buy another box of the U.S. Airborne for forty bucks, forty one bucks or something. So that gives you another thirty bros. You basically doubled your list, and you got some extra guys to cover the 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 what do you call it? The first this first or second lieutenant you need. Mm-hmm. And if I'm on a budget, I bet you I can get that. Very close to a thousand, but I probably still need something else. Probably a transport, but those are so expensive, cost-wise. So I'd throw a mortar in there for eleven bucks, and then maybe a, a howitzer, medium howitzer, or something like that. Which so, yeah, I think has a relatively recently new model as well. So uh, yeah, so medium howitzer. Here's what I like about the medium howitzer. So in the British they have their light howitzer which has dual purpose ammunition so it does just fine with tanks. A light howitzer by itself really kind of struggles because it's only 2 inch HE is not going to do a lot but the medium howitzer is a plus 3 add indirect firing to that so you're looking at a plus 4 pen from the top you're going to do pretty well to to kind of mitigate any sort of armor it's going to be enough of a threat that the armor's going to have to think twice and if you have to, you spin around a point and shoot a point blank at something that's also going to at least going to put D3 pins on it. So mm-hmm. that's why I like mm-hmm. the medium over the light as far as anti-armor dealing. So I'd get a, I'd get a box of uh, another 30 so you can flush out your infantry well enough and medium mortar and medium howitzer, and I think you're going to do good on a budget for about 1,000 points. Yeah, you'd be pretty close. I will call. I will call you out on the fact, that in just like you called me out on the theater selector, that I don't know that. I, and maybe Jeff, maybe you can tell us whether or not this is actually true. I mean, I'm not seeing a U.S. airborne light or medium. Excuse me. I'm only yeah, seeing lights. Mortar. Oh, well, they weren't dropping medium howitzer. No, right. Airborne. They have a medium mortar, but not a, a not a medium howitzer. Correct. You can't airdrop a medium howitzer. Yeah, that seems kind of crazy to me. So you could get a light howitzer, but. Or you just you just fudge it and get yourself a medium howitzer. Well, like I said, I went through the reinforced platoon, <laughs> and I just kept the theme of what I had. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. No, and that which is reasonable too. I mean, that's like having three bazookas. 
Okay. So, okay, uh, if you're really worried that <laughs> anti-tank, then keep the medium, the U.S. Airborne medium mortar, and if you're keeping the U.S. Airborne theme, then pick up the bazooka. Instead of the... Instead or, of the medium howitzer. Would you still take... Would you try and squeeze in a light, or would you just... Just uh, say, forget it. Well, the medium mortar uh, kind of accomplishes the same thing. Similar does. enough. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm, I'm looking at it from a budgetary standpoint of, you know, I'm pressing mm. 40, 50, 60, plus I'm pressing 120 bucks right now, which yeah. and that's with half the, the box set. And if I'm going over that, I'm not getting the box set. I'm doing the $120 build your army deal, and I'm going a whole different route. Right. You might so, still go airborne, though. So but, this is yes. this is just strictly kind of keeping it as low cost as I can. What I'm looking at and trying to get to a thousand points from the Band of Brothers. That's what I'm. That's what I'm staring at right there. Hmm. Actually, I think totally. that'd be kind of fun to play. Really, right? I I think be, both be, of our lists would be fun. It'd be very on par with what I did at Bug Eater last year with my Market Garden list. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like they had the same time period or something weird. <laughs> sure. All right, so that's the American side. So, I mean, essentially it sounds like get some more bros and then pick up a couple artillery or, and you know, get teams. Some squads. Get some Get your squads up there. I think both you and I picked, we went straight up veteran. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's the only way you go. So what veteran does, and you see this a lot in some tournaments, I say some because it's not necessarily our local meta. Uh, because it keeps the model count down as far as what you have to buy, what you have to paint, and veterans are pretty solid. So that's uh, you see that a lot, in, especially with stubborn, because all of these all of these guys have stubborn. It works so pretty yeah, well. paratroopers do. Yep. yep. So it it doesn't hurt to have that extra pip. So, I mean, shit, they're hard to kill then too. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Well, that's the American side. I don't think we need to like. If you have specific questions you want us to answer on Facebook, you're more than welcome to reach out to us. We'll we'll gladly answer anything we can. We've we've dug through this a little bit now. I think we both. Yeah, you didn't have any Pathfinders. I did kind of find it disappointing, Pat. I like Pathfinders, although I don't know if they're very good for actual Rangers. As, oh no, Airborne. It, well, it, it depends if you're doing flanking on flanking and stuff like that. It's, it's very situational. And again, I believe the Pathfinder unit is like another sixteen dollars. Yeah, well, because they have a specific model for it. They do. They got mohawks, though, dude. Well, got, got mohawks. I, I guess on. you have to pay more for mohawks. I don't. I don't. <laughs> That's fair. All right. Well, okay. Needless to say, if you have questions, reach Again, out to us on Facebook. I was. I was simply looking at economic model count. You are keeping it as cheap as humanly possible. Got yeah. it. Okay. But again, this is where we come down to. If you're over $105, you might just want to go look at your, like, if you haven't bought it yet, there's a 1,000-point D-Day Invasion set that actually might be worth looking at, too. It looks pretty good. You get a bazooka. Right now. (laughs) I should not be on this website while we're talking about stuff Right. (laughs) Well, especially when there's a five-for-four sale going on, you're like, what can I buy and those ones, I always try to like. Okay, how can I maximize my right. discount? Right. Not like, realizing gonna... that I'm spending a hundred and some dollars to do it. Like, right. Exactly. Well, and if you're going to buy the airborne set, you need to go find four other things for a hundred and five dollars. Right. No, the fifteen hundred point one that looks pretty sweet. I didn't see that one. I looked at the hundred. I looked at the. I looked at the thousand point one. Oh yeah, there you go. The forty-four to forty-five. Yeah. Again. 
if you're looking at like the best, that one's really expensive though. Quite yeah, honestly, what the hell they got in there? They, well, the other one doesn't have any vehicles. <coughs> this one's got three jeeps. I know we're totally on a tangent here, but that's fun. Well, we can talk about this. This is important. I mean, this is important that if you're like if you haven't bought Band of Brothers and you were looking at like I really like Airborne, Whoa. like there might be some other options that are maybe a little bit more economical. This is sweet. The thousand, the, the fifteen hundred point one. Yeah, that one's. It's really kind of spendy though, and I don't think these are the new Jeeps. Quite honestly, which would disappoint uh, me. No way. They're not. No I'd be, right. They're not because they just re- they just announced new Jeeps. So. Mm-hmm. I would be a little bit disappointed if I didn't get the new Jeeps, but it Dude, does this one literally... has Dutch resistance fighters. Come on. Yeah, it does have... It has some cool shit in it. Come I on. can't disagree with that. Like, it does have a lot of stuff. 51 models, three vehicles, six artillery pieces. A bunch of veteran squads. You got... Plastic, metal, and resin. Ooh. Yeah, the, all the... Web, all the, all the uh, vehicles are resin. Light mortar, anti-tank gun, light artillery. What are these carts? Uh, those, those are the limbers, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Got a Dutch resistance squad, though. Inexperienced for 38 points. Holy cow. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, this is a pretty far tangent, but at the same time, is like, take a look. Yeah, it's a Saturday night. I got a Dude, it's got a... It's got four or it's got three. Wait, what am I seeing here? Is this a double platoon? Because it's got two light artillery oh, pieces yeah, and two anti-tank yes. guns in it. Or um, that's a funny. <coughs> yeah, it must be a selector because I only see one HQ. That's yeah, a D-Day selector, I imagine. Yeah, so that would make sense. Yeah. I'd have to go look at it. But did this come out yeah. about the same time as uh, Market Garden book did? Maybe. Was there, well, I mean, imagine it's about the same. Was there a double? No, there wasn't much for the U.S. Airborne in that one. They okay. didn't have any anti-tank guns. Uh, they did. Actually, the Mark Garden Selector, I think, did have double light howitzer, double mortar. I don't remember. I would have to get my book, which is all the way upstairs. Anyway, you can you can look at a couple other options if, you're like, if you like the Airborne and you want to do it. There's there's a thousand point list on here and there's a fifteen hundred point list on there as well as build your own army, which is a really great value. Yep. If you're starting out, it is probably the most economical way to start any army that you would want. When to, they say you're you getting a free play. tank, you are literally getting a free tank yeah. plus an extra fifteen bucks. Right. Yep. Off. yep. Yeah. It's, it's a really super nice. good deal. That's how I got started. So yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's an especially good deal for the Japanese, quite honestly. I feel like it's yeah, they're a little bit of a thing. Yeah, they're really expensive. Yeah, because you get like 50 dudes in them. Yeah. But, um, all right, so moving right along then, past the Americans, or past ours, uh, what are the Germans? What, what do we got for the German side? I believe they surrender. In the end, they do. Yes, that's a very good point. But Well, Jeff and I weren't general generaling them. <laughs> general, general, generally speaking, you weren't. I think the I think they can still all manufacture. Just saying. All right, for now, for, for now. sure. Well, this sounds like a challenge. I think <laughs> I think you still win. All right. Uh, so you guys have 12, 12 grenadiers and a half track to start with, and go. You want to go first, Dale? Well, I I don't know what gaming on a budget means. <laughs> so I just I just took what we started nice. with. 
<laughs> and made a thousand point list that I would like to play. So you just threw those models away and started over. No, I, I, I didn't. He came up with a Japanese list that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah I, <laughs> they, uh, they, this particular uh, group of uh, grenadiers were reassigned to J- Japan to <laughs> help train their troops. So. <laughs> we took the plastic uh, German models and moved them over to Australia. And uh, <laughs> yes, um, so I ended up with the. And this is common across across bolt action, no matter which army you play. Um, um, men with rifles are great; they'll always be great. They just are. So, more men with rifles is better, in my opinion. Yep, true. So, um, most of my list is is regular. So, I did just a second lieutenant um, with two extra guys. And what's nice um, in the German book is that um, whatever whatever the models are equipped with, they just get. Um, and you don't actually have to pay points for that. That's not that's like most? Eight. No, that's universal. Through yeah, I was going to say, I thought that was HB universal. Um, well, my Japanese, all my Japanese guys are armed with swords. Okay. <laughs> so, right. So the other armies, that's a, it's whatever their not model so, Yes. So um, be sure to take, be sure that they're toting their assault rifles and and uh, laser guns and everything else you can find. Bazookas, um, whatever. Yeah, right. So a little max min action there. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that I didn't do um, that you might consider is not take a second lieutenant, but take a higher upgrade because of the German Army special rules where they get an additional snap to action. Um, I never use that rule. Um, I just it doesn't. Yeah, I just I'd rather not spend the points. I'd rather have more guys on the on the board than a snap to action. Sure. Well, I mean, quite honestly, though, it's kind of nice because you're paying, you're paying a discounted rate for basically a first lieutenant, which is actually Mm -hmm. kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's a, that's a good point. So there's a 15 points that you would normally have to pay to get a first lieutenant when your second lieutenant can snap an extra guy to action. Yeah. So, um, and then the selector I ended up with was just Normandy, 1944. And so there's an extra troop allotment. So you, there's the two to fill out the minimum, and there's an additional four. So I have six um, infantry um, units. Um, three of them are actually five of them are regular, and one of them is veteran um, because I wanted a veteran squad in the Hanno mag that comes with the set. And so that veteran squad is just eight guys because the Hanno Mag can only carry eight. And because they would be moving forward, I gave um, – it's, and it's a, it's a grenadier squad. And you can only, you're limited to how you can equip them. So the NCO has a submachine gun. Six other guys have a submachine gun. And then um, the last guy has an assault rifle just so you still get the assault moving forward. And I gave all of my units Panzerfausts because um, – Panzerfaust are pretty decent. It's one shot. How many? Um, Can't you do up to two? Uh, you can have up to four, yeah. actually, okay. in this selector. But, again, it's a matter of just spreading everything out as much as you can and not overcommitting in one particular unit. So three of my... Um, all the others are 10-man squads. Three of them have uh, light machine guns, and the other two do not. But the other two um, regular infantry grenadier squads have um, um, an assault rifle with them 
um, just to, so they're a little more assaulty going in, and then some machine guns on the NCOs. The idea is uh, three units with light machine guns, they can sit in the backfield and put down fire because, you know, you don't want to be moving around as you, uh, with your light machine guns, and you get that extra shot. And then you have three other units that are more assault-oriented. So each of your units actually has a role that they can play on the field, which lets you, you know, kind of have a plan going into the battle. So you have some units that are going to be better being static and holding objectives, and others that are going to be better moving forward. No tanks, no nothing else. I do have a medium order team because uh, rolling a snafu on that indirect and blowing away <laughs> half a veteran squad is one of the best feelings in the game. <laughs> um, and that's and that's pretty much it. And the strength the strength in the list is just there's so many guys here, um, and you can't go wrong with guys, especially if you don't let yourself get afraid with vehicles running around the board. And I never do, so I think you'll be totally fine. Okay, cool. Yeah. And yeah, thousand points. It's only nine order dice, e. but you know, there's you know, there's sixty infantry on the board. That's pretty insane. So. Did I'm I'm sorry. Did you have Panzerfaust in there? Every infantry squad has a Panzerfaust. Has a single Panzerfaust. That's that's yep. funny. Okay, yeah. yeah. Then you you have no worries about vehicles at all. No, you re- you really don't. And so and and. Pat alluded to this. His concern with with the thirty corps is that there's only three infantry squads, and it's because you know objective control and things like that. You need guys. Yep. You need boots on the ground. No, totally. And you know, um, a, a tra- it's not a trap, but we like to play with toys and we like to you know push the vehicles around and try the crazy stuff, and that's all fun. But you know, half the people you play will overcommit. You know those high points units that can have an impact on the game, but they're just as likely to to miss sometimes. So, right. It's but you know ten guys with rifles. Yeah, I'll I'll put them down almost over everything else. Well, it, so. I think we've we've talked about this before in other episodes. That tanks are one dice. Sometimes one dice isn't going to do it. Like the odds the odds are obviously more in favor of ten dice than one dice. Depending on what you're doing, but yeah, and I find that um, ten unit, ten guys with rifles at 100 points are almost always way more survivable than a tank. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That's not a. I would not disagree with that statement. You know, and you talk about points efficiency and 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 what you get out of each of your points. You know, if you can keep that unit in the game longer, that's that that is that unit dice in the bag for longer and right. it's all about balancing you know your opportunities in the game not just in the beginning or mid turns but in late turns and you know infantry i think are always the highest point return on their investment in this game system correct i would agree yes that's a that's a good point um one of the strengths in bolt action um among many of the strengths is that infantry is good and it's important yeah totally okay that's. I mean, I've never been a big fan of Grenadiers, but I could see that list being pretty fun to play. Like, again, it would be very different to me anyway, compared to how I normally play Germans anyway. Right, and I and I like it too because you've got three units that are assault oriented, so you know how you're going to play them, and you've got three other units that are more 
objective securing and support. So I'm sorry, did you you kept the half track, right? I did because yeah. it came in the box. I didn't want to. Well, I kind of wanted to set it aside, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe they'll, they'll but drop it's, an FAQ you know, fix half tracks for us. It, it has a light anti-tank gun, and it's got a little one-inch HE with plus four pen, which is going to kill some veterans pretty easily. So I sure. mean, you know, yeah, I didn't get the uh, rear-mounted Pintle HN or MMG. It's just as a you know the little light anti-tank gun. Yeah. Okay, Jeff. Good, good. So. What did you come up with for your German list? Okay, so uh, so if I'm doing it on a budget, the cheap cheapest expansion I possibly could, then I'm literally just picking up a box of Grenadiers, uh, and that's, I believe, 30 more bros. Yep. And then you're making veteran Grenadier bros, and all I give them is an SMG on the sergeant, NCO, and an LMG, one LMG in the team, and then okay. two Panzerfaust per squad. Okay. You got that. You got the half track. Mm-hmm. You bust out. We already have the medic and the lieutenant from the from the starter kit. You got the half track with the anti tank gun. You got you know it might not be a fantastic list, but you got an okay list. Sure. However, on a budget, I mean, come on, you're playing the game. You're playing the game. So. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's your birthday. Get something get, nice get, or yeah, Christmas. Get yourself something nice. Get yourself something pretty. Right. Or or it's VE day. There you go. You know. When the when the package shows up, your wife can go, "What's this?" and you go, "Happy VE Day!" and she's like, "What's what's VE?" It's like, "We're free, baby, victory in Europe." That's right. You know, <laughs> yeah, you and then give her a big kiss, like in that old picture. Oh yeah, to dip her down. Every woman yeah. likes to be dipped. Yep. yep. Oh, they love that. And then she she smiles and laughs, forgets all about you know the hundred dollars that you just had delivered for, <laughs> for your new army. And there you go, Rick. And try then you go have sex. Try, so I try mean, and find that picture for the uh, episode. Or yeah, there we go. Or you remind them about the the shoes they bought three weeks ago, and how that was more. That's Actually, not, it's not that's not a very good, well. That's not a very good. That, that's plan. my way. You get to have sex. So yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. yeah. Reminding them when they spend money. Models <laughs> get models, and you get laid. Come on, that's probably my best tip out of all 21 episodes. It's like the best advice we've ever. You've given. been married longer than I have. You're right. Yes, good point. <laughs> Oh, and VE Day, Victory in Europe, is like May 8th or 9th. So that's coming up. Sweet. So get your orders in. Plan. Warlord might have a sale that day. Might? I might. They will. They better. All right. Um, okay. So what would you do if you had unlimited funds, Jeff? Well, unlimited is, you know, whatever. But like... Uh, well, with a reason. So if you're going to have some fun, uh, I would buy the Pioneers first in, last out, first in, first out, or whatever the hell that kit is. Yes, you absolutely. You get a grenadier box. You get the metal bits to make a pioneer squad. You get an extra half track. So, unfortunately, the list I made for a thousand points for this, you're going to take that half track and the half track that came in the starter set, and you're going to put them on your display board. They're not in the list. (laughs) 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 The centerpiece. The best pinning. Yes. Because frankly, half tracks kind of garbage. Sorry, they're too much for what they do. They're too expensive. They're too expensive for their points. Yeah. Right. And, and Jeff, you had a great fix for the half track. Why don't you throw that out there? Okay, so if I'm throwing it out there, uh, hey, Warlord, anyone else who listens to the next edition of the game, the best way to fix half tracks and make me want to take them, so open, so transport vehicles, you hit it, you put a pin on it, right? The guys inside take a pin. So the reason half tracks could be useful is if it's a light we- if it's a small arms fire hitting the half track, half track still takes the pin, but the bros on board don't. Oh, that's awesome. 
Because otherwise, yeah, I like that. why the F are you riding in an armored half-track if you're going to take the goddamn pin anyway? Yeah, why would you not take a 35-point truck? Right. From small arms fire. Now, if a heavy weapon hits the half-track, that's going to punch the armor, probably. Totally give pins to everybody. That's going to rattle sure. some bros. Right. Yeah, as it but should. S- but small arms fire, you're supposed to be protected It's going to sound like popcorn. So. <laughs> that's really good. Really heavy popcorn. So that's my fix to half-track, since we're on that subject for a few seconds. Yeah. But until that fix goes through... Put them as a display piece. They look beautiful. I don't recommend them on a list. I played a game Thursday night. I had three half tracks. Why? Terrible mistake. Yeah. It's well, a, that's like some, 300 points you're not getting back. Exactly. Some days I like to test things, and I don't test things. When I test things, man, I test things. Sure. And it was garbage. So don't ever do that again, and I don't recommend it. You'll look cool. You'll be like that dude. You'll be like, look at this, man. I've got three half tracks. I'm awesome. And then you'll actually play a game, and you'll be like, I've got three half tracks. Yeah. What did I do? What am I doing? Yeah. You just, it's just <laughs> a All they did was rally the whole game inside the truck. I don't know. They sat there and played Yahtzee to bring up their morale or something. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're just going to be pissed off. So yeah. don't yeah. do that. Okay. Okay. So anyway, you buy the Pioneer's box. You make four squads of bros, and then you make one squad of Pioneer dudes. You give them a flamethrower, you give them SMGs. That's your assault squad. Those are the boys you want to get someplace that has to has to die, and you send them there to do it. All right? Okay. So you got that. Go buy yourself a Nebel Werfer. You won't regret it. Got to werf those Nebels. You got to werf those yep. Nebels. It's hilarious. <laughs> Can't it's go awesome. wrong. It's, a, it's, it's terrifying to your opponent. They'll be like, oh, that's stupid. And then you'll fire it once, and you're rolling a D6 for like six units, and they'll be like, that's not stupid. I'm terrified of it. And I need to kill that now. I need to kill it now. And it totally will soak a lot of attention and fire, and that's awesome for like Even though it won't do anything the whole game. You got it. You got it. It's, it's dirt cheap for what it does. Right. And on the rare occasions, like you get on a streak of rolling sixes, it will decimate somebody. So basically you recommend that Dave pick up one of these. Pretty much, yeah. Have Dave, like rent Dave to roll your dice, and it's awesome. Get some snafu dice. That too. Get some snafu dice. That doesn't never hurts. And then um, I like check out our gift shop for yeah yeah I like vehicles <laughs> or Patreon if you want to find our Patreon there you go there you yeah. go I like vehicles um, but but I'm going to tell you right now kids and spoiler spoiler alert German vehicles in particular feel overcosted for what they do I'm just just going to tell you that right now unless it's the Panzer four <sighs> the, the Panzer four. Just with Tiger on. Fear is it's still two thirty five. It's so, and and to kind of ca- to tangent this for one second because Jesse and I were com- having a conversation about this this week. Is that the IS two is the same price? I believe is what he was saying. I believe the AZ eight is the same price. Yeah. This is the big difference for some of those, especially for the Soviet player. So yeah, they're two thirty five. But they're getting free squads. They have lots more cheap options, and they have yep. ways to support that stuff. Where the Germans mm-hmm. don't. Like, right. two thirty-five for a tank for the Germans is kind of—it's a pain in the ass. Like, you're yeah. losing so much shit, yep. and all your dudes are expensive. You're gonna have such a small army. That's that's where you know, I think a lot of people forget. Like, two thirty-five for a tank is unreasonable for a German player. Just kind of hard to get in there, especially if you getting, like yeah, because they don't get anything free. Nothing free. I mean, and that's fine. It's that's and that's my complaint, and that's always why I bitch about it. Their machine guns get an extra dice for free. They get an extra free dice, and they get Tiger Fear for free technically. But at the same time, as you're still paying two thirty five to get that, and you're still paying twenty points to get your light machine gun. 
Yep. You're not getting a free squad of anything or anything. I don't think any army other than Germans should be taking light machine guns in their squads. Probably true. It's just um, too heavy of a cost for what its payback is, right. honestly. Mm, I can think of... Well, I somewhat disagree, but... I have instances where I think you should take it, too, but... Yeah. I, I mean, I like, like... If you can take two... If you can take two in a unit, then it might be okay. But boy, I like it. Oh, that'd be pretty quick, pretty quick. Holy I like cow. I like Jeff's dragon dragon portes that can have two. Like yeah, that's that regulars? to me is, as regulars, yeah. those are incredible. Like those that really that good. unit is incredible. Yeah, I think that's the only regular unit that can take two. Probably pretty head. damn close. I don't Otherwise think of another vets. one. Yeah, I just want to call out in that list that you just that you were just talking about that we're going to continue talking about. You can buy the German pioneers outside of the in first last out. Um, yeah, there's buy for forty five versus seventy two. But but the half track centerpiece, man, come on. Right, because that's what makes and, it in a motorbike. You got to have a display board, or you know, sure. you're not going to be mispainted. At right, all. You, just you can make a display chance. board. You just have the dude lighting people on fire with the flamethrower in that which, box, which, which is an awesome display board, by the way. <laughs> you might confuse people if you have extra half tracks just sitting on the board. Well, it's a great intimidation factor. They're gonna sure, think you're some, they're going to think you're some schlub who brought half tracks, and they're like, I'm going to kick this guy's ass. And oh, like, yeah, and then you're not going to put them on the board. They're going to be like, oh, I God, like that I you call him a schlub. Terrible mistake. Yeah. <laughs> no, I kept the half track in my list. I think it's all right. Oh, this is it's, not. It's hot. It's too high a price. It's how the, how many points is it? Is the half track like a hundred and? It's the same five? thing. The same thing with the M five, no, except for it can have more oh, guys yeah, inside. No, I'm out. It's a hundred and forty one. Holy <laughs> shit! No, you're never <laughs> going to take that half track. That's so damn what expensive. What weapons does it have on there? It's a front arc. Uh, light anti tank. Yeah, yeah, and, and how much? Report. How much does it cost to take it to an MMG? 89 points. Oh. It goes down to 89 points? Half track with an MMG is 89 points. That's a so the M5 with closer. an MMG is 99 points. It's still a waste. Uh, it's, yeah, it's and pretty the difference brutal. is that the, the M5 can take, what, 12 guys in it versus the Hanameg's 8? I think the Hanameg's still 10. I think the Hanameg's 10. Is it 10? Or 12. It's, it's, it's got good capacity. It's not awful. The anti-tank one might not, but like the standard Hanameg, I think can take ten or twelve guys. There's a couple versions of the Hanameg, like of like that half track, yeah, yeah, right. Depending yeah. on what, what uh, letters and numbers you put behind yeah. all those things, yeah, yeah, yeah. You win the so, lottery so eventually. Anyway, so anyway, unfortunately, things like the Stug, the Stug is grossly overpriced too. I mean, it's five points cheaper than a Panzer four for no turret. Who the fuck? And it doesn't get Tiger Fear. And it doesn't get Tiger Fear. So whoever yeah. pointed that... It's got a cool profile. Yeah, that's nice, but whoever pointed that failed. Sorry. <laughs> Just saying. It's got um, a, that's the one of the really low profile, right? That can like hide yeah. behind a, a, an infantry gun? Yeah, it gets hard cover a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, it also from has walls. to be able to see things. <laughs> goes, it goes both ways, fellas. Yeah, that's... That's <laughs> what she said. So, yeah, right. So I've got one in my hands right now. Uh, what I would recommend taking, actually, is one of these Martyr 3s. Um, it's got a heavy anti-tank gun on it, and sure, it's open top, but if it's getting shot at, it's dead anyway. So right. you take this... It's probably cheap for a heavy anti-tank gun, too. 165 regular for 7 armor open top with a heavy anti-tank gun and a hull-mounted MMG. Mm, yeah, drop... If you, can get the, if you can get it without the MMG, drop 20 points. No, no, you want the MMG, see, because you're putting pins on shit. You yeah, want, maybe. Well, you can split fire. Yeah, you split fire. So anyway, you hide this thing, and then mm. when you need, absolutely positively have to pop out and kill the Sherman or the other Panzer IV or the T-34, come around the corner, smack it in the face. 
save it to the end. If it kills another tank, it's it's totally worth it. Sure, it'll pay yeah, for 100%. itself. Yeah. And in the yeah. unlikely event the guy didn't bring any armored vehicles whatsoever, it's got a two-inch HE, which isn't terrible. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Just keep it from being assaulted, and sure. you can. I mean, it shoots seventy-two inches. I mean, if you're getting, if this thing's getting assaulted, you played it wrong, or you're already well past the point where you were going to. Is this it game. is it tracked or? Tracked, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there are no hell of a lot of options, so I really like it, but we'll see. Okay. You know, so that's that's the list I would throw together, and but that's you know, and you're playing the martyr. Yeah. In your in your current German list that you're playing now. Well, I'm going to have to because the bug eater said no flame vehicles, which made me sad inside. Did they finally in, They finally said no flaming vehicles? He sent out an update and said no flame vehicles. 30 core was okay, but a flame vehicle was too much. Right. So. That's, I found yeah, that interesting that the, the FAQ he sent up directed absolutely both of my exact questions to him. Yeah. I think you're the only one that asked any questions. That's probably true. But wow. still, the I fact that the flame vehicles are, are limited is kind of... That's lame at this point. Well, it's a holdover from V1. I mean, so. Yeah, it feels very yeah. much so. They were really hated version 1, apparently. There's just that much bad blood about them. About flame vehicles? Because yeah. they were well, good, but they're not. They were, they, were, they were great. They were too good in version 1, I agree. Well, I don't, and everybody took them and spammed them. Yeah, but they've been nerfed pretty hard since then. True. Yeah, because weren't the hits like double last in last edition? It shot 24 inches, I mean... Oh, just shot twenty four inches. That, yeah, that's kind of insane. That alone was—that's what made it really broken because you could just flame shit from like half a board away. Yeah, that's stupid. That yeah, I agree. That was that, stupid. That, was, agree. Stupid. that was stupid. Okay, but it's anyways, they've been nerfed. Yeah, they've been nerfed hard. Yeah, and if you roll, and you have to roll for the fuel, and if you roll the one, that it's gone. Duh. Yeah, and you usually have some Ouch. kind of internal volatile tanks too, so you it's do. not like yep, it's easy to blow them up now. Yeah, kind of scary. Yep. All right, so. I, this is something that Pat had mentioned before, and I think we can talk about it now because I think it makes a lot of sense. I picked a theater selector. I think Dale picked a theater selector, and then mm-hmm. you, then Pat and I went Jeff to reinforce platoon. Went reinforced reinforced platoon. Yes. So I think this is a great topic to talk about as far as like I I picked a reinforced platoon because it it fit what three I bazookas <laughs> because of three bazookas. <laughs> Jesus. It was more because I, I I picked best. I went into Bastone because I wanted to play Bastone. Like that's to me that seems very paratrooper. And the coincidence was that you got three bazookas. Right. I was like, well, how am I going to deal with armor with this list? Oh shit, they get three bazookas. All right, that's easy enough. I'm not worried anymore. That question. Yeah, that was real quick. I was like, well, I'm just adding three bazookas. Um, But I think reinforced platoons offer you a lot more flexibility overall. I think that's the big difference. Break. Break? They break. They break them. So the well, theaters, the theaters break do, the yes. actual the, the reinforced platoon selection, and mo- I'll actually say very few of them do. But there, it seems that those ones that do break the normal selectors, like you know, only allowing one mortar, only allowing one anti-tank team, seem to get picked a lot more than others. Like sure. there, like there's a Russian theater selector. I forget the name off the top of my head. I think it's Barbarossa, maybe. Sorry, Barbarossa, Barbarossa whatever you say, Rick. Um, Barbosa. Barbosa. There you go. That has like two snipers and like zero two, which becomes zero six anti take teams or something like that. It's just ridiculous. It gets bonkers real quick, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah. 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 And it's like okay, and then 
and then people take those. And it's like, well, did you take them because you have some draw to the time period and want to do something historical with a campaign? Or is it, well, no, because I can get two snipers. <laughs> or six I mean, anti-tank guns. <laughs> right. You know. At, yeah, no. I, so. Especially with the, uh, the ampulomets, yes, as far as Soviets go. Um, no, I, I mean, there is a, there's a discussion to have there between fitting a list to a, to a theme versus a theme helping you shape your list, if that makes sense. The, uh, back to the min-max selection again, you know. Right. Are you, are you taking what you're taking because it allows you to break the normal reinforced platoon and take extra power? Right. Is it, yeah. And, and quite honestly, like, I will admit that that Bastogne list was, it, it wasn't supposed to min-max. It was just, I wanted to play a paratrooper list and I wanted to go full paratrooper. And I liked that, you know, that part of Bast- of Band of Brothers. But because I went in there and I was like, holy shit, you get three anti-tank options. And I'm like, holy shit, they're all bazookas. Well, why would I not take three bazookas then? Because, I mean, I could take less. I mean, let's let's look at it again because I want to look at it again just from a standpoint of is there a is there a lesser option I could take and still make it flavorful? Oh, no, actually, in fact, it is the only option I could take in the anti-take slots. I can't even take a different anti-take weapon. Battle of Kursk. That's the one I was thinking about. Kursk. There you go. Yeah, so where you, you can have all sorts of crazy teams, shit. Two flamethrower yeah. teams. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six anti-tank teams. Two mortar teams. Now, mind you, all those are like zero one in the reinforced platoon. Yeah. No. Yep. So, so it really comes down to sometimes I, I would say there are some theater selectors that never get selected, and that's primarily because they're hindering because they're not the same as a reinforced some, platoon, or they're worse, or they're worse. And I would say some of these, like like for instance, your triple core, are not necessarily. It, it's different. To me, like having being yeah. able to have double armor in a single platoon but, in a normal scenario is good. However, you're getting you're getting limited in how many and infantry also the, units you the can. The selection take. is is base infantry. It's not taking paratroopers, uh, special sure, forces, sure. you know, uh, SAS. Any of those is just core infantry. Go. They can be veteran. Woohoo! You know, but right, right. Holy guacamole! I like I like that cursed list now. Uh, yeah, Jesse's. Pl- I, I was talking to Jesse about that one. That he's he's playing at the bug eater, and I'm like, that will destroy whatever the hell I'm bringing. I hope I just don't play him. Right, because yeah. well, because again, this is a, this is a this particular theater selector has no hindering hindering factors by the looks of it. I mean, um, I guess you have a couple units you can't take so that some people won't it's take. Got How many infantry six selections? Are six. There? So two and four. Yep, two yeah. and four. Two mandatory four. Plus you get your free. So you can have seven infantry squads. You can have it's two not snipers. Like you're forced to taking any inexperienced other than your free one. Right. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good selector. Right. They probably had everything at the Battle of. Coast. Yeah, I'm sure they did. It I'm seems sure they like they do. There. Yeah. And you can have your engineer squads. You can. It's not I mean, like you, you literally don't get have any everything. tanks out of this. Nope. The Japanese have a similar. Have a similar reinforce or a theater selection. It's got well. the dreaded gas well. in there. Of course. Oh, the interesting to note: the gas is only available as a transport. 
unless I'm missing something. No, if you go into tanks, oh, that's in P. It's in the tank. Sorry, it doesn't even take up the tank slot in this one either. No, it does. It's in the armored, it's in the armored car slot. If oh, it's I'm in both then. The, uh, the gas Jeep is different than the the, than okay. the torque torque have quad maximum on a gas. Yeah, yeah okay. gas is a manufacturer. So. The gas is the Never gas. The, yeah, so you're looking at a gas Jeep, but the gas the gas quad is still in the tank slot for sixty points. So it still exists in this selector. So literally, like in this circumstance, I would say you're picking Kursk because you just get more options available to you. It's basically making the reinforced platoon better. I can't see anyone that would would argue that you're trying to make things. You could do all of this in a reinforced platoon if you wanted to play Kursk without actually adding two snipers, two flamethrowers, six anti-tank teams, and still having seven infantry squads, shockingly enough. You would have to play a double reinforced platoon to get the two sniper and two flamethrower options and pay the, what, the junior lieutenant at inexperienced 35-point tax. Right, you'd have a a mandatory four squads. Right. And but to be fair in that list you could have a double gas if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean it, there's side effects to both of them, but there are I, I think the the big takeaway from theater versus reinforce is sometimes tournaments allow you to bring theaters. However, does that mean you really should? If you want to. I mean, if yes, I if you want to, you can take one. Is it the is it is it gross? Again, it, like this is a perfect example, actually, to me. And sorry, Jesse, if I'm calling you out. Like the Kursk theater selector is just to me is taking the reinforced selector and then doubling everything that's good about it. So you're basically making a list to fit this versus making a list around an idea. Well, and, and I'm also gonna I'm also gonna advocate against my own possible selector with the thirty, which is. You know, you have the the two mandatory plus the lieutenant plus a zero one infantry, zero two light artillery, zero two limited tank selection, and then some transports. There's no mortars in the list. There's no snipers. There's no flamethrowers. There's no special infantry. So it's it's got some self governing, but the fact that you can have two light artillery and two tanks. Yeah. It. You, that list is at least hindering you in other ways. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Kursk one is just not doing anything wrong. Right? Right. So, if I were to play Russians, I wouldn't play anything but that theater selector it has everything oh, you need. my God. It's ins- it's insanely it's insanely nice to have all of those abilities. So, obviously, now, at this particular battle, they, they took all of their best things available to them and shoved them down their throats, which is probably why... Didn't they win that one? They did. Yeah, yeah. I hope they did. So... so well, let's let's explore this a little bit then, Pat. You just you just said that if you played Russians, you would you would play nothing but the Battle of Kursk reinforced platoons. So why why is that exactly? Uh, it, it gives you it gi- allows you to double down on the some of the strongest options available in the reinforced platoon, which naturally limit those options. Okay, and so you find that. Appealing and very rewarding. I do. I just don't want to play against okay. it. <laughs> you know uh, I mean? and, and so I want to be so able to now we have <laughs> so we have you know a competing interest there. So for me, um, well, you, your, I, your Japanese I, has some dirty lists too. Yeah, absolutely, it does. 
and I, 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 to be honest, I don't care what someone puts down on the board. Again, it's a, it's a point. As it's long as it's system. not illegal. So, you know, if it's in the confines of the yeah. tournaments, then so be it. And, yeah, and so in, in, I guess with bolt action, for me, at least every time I've played, granted, it's I've always played Japanese, I've never been up against someone where I felt like I didn't have an opportunity to win that game. Even, even some list that could be defined as gross. And so I guess um, as long as someone isn't, you know, they're not cheating or doing something illegal, then okay, let's play. So if you want to take that cursed list, then I think you should. And I think it should be cool. And, you know, if you're having a good time, then that just increases my opportunity to have a good time as well, <laughs> even if I'm getting my butt kicked. No, I... All of those are fair points. Just, just to um, uh, give play the devil's advocate in this in this scenario. Sure. So, no, and and all of that is valid. I think, as far as people asking whether or not, if if you had to pick between a reinforced platoon to build a list against versus a theater selector, I would pick a reinforced platoon because primarily for the reason that most tournaments, I won't say most, a lot of tournaments allow only reinforced platoons for this reason mm-hmm. alone is that and, and most of those lists generally speaking pull from the late war right yes you can you can make a late war reinforced platoon real easy or well whatever however you want to say that and yeah i mean you can be collecting miniatures across the range or multiple ranges and the reinforced platoon will allow you to put something together with right. what you have. You can you can mix and match better inside a reinforced platoon. For instance, you could have an American list that has airborne marines and you know just standard infantry all mixed together if you wanted to. Yeah, and that's not something you can do in any other theater selector if that's something that you're interested in. Whether or not that's historically accurate or not, that doesn't matter. It's whether or not you wanted to represent all of the army or not. So, or I shouldn't so say I, army. I, again, I think that you know, if you are making an effort to do historical recreation, and you know, you know, hats off to Jeff who's actually running us through this campaign. Though it's been honestly, we've been a little more sparse than we've been on lately. There's been all kinds of shiny stuff distracting us, <laughs> and that we're uh, we're keeping in the same theme. So I think if you're playing a time frame and a location. And everyone else is, has something similar or comparable in that time frame location. I think it's fine. Yes, that's great. And to be honest, I was kind of drawn. Okay, so uh, there's two things that drew me to my market garden list last year for Buggy that I put together. The first is the fact that all of a sudden I looked around and I had 50 paratroopers sitting on my table, and kind of like, Oops. oh yeah, I was at Adepticon, wasn't I? Okay, <laughs> crap. Well, that explains why how, how half of those got there. What the hell can I do with these? And looked at the list and like, cool, they get two mortars. That's pretty fun. Because mortar, you know, uh, indirect HE is a very powerful tool in the game. Absolutely. Especially if you can get uh, a first lieutenant in between those two and snap the action those right away at the beginning and get, the, you know, the let them fire yeah. let, let them fire last in the first round and then first in the second round and, you know, you got a 30% hit chance. That's awesome. Uh, so that, you know, that kind of led me to that a little bit. And then course the downside of that is no tanks the best you can do is a jeep with twin machine guns which you know what 10 dice that's pretty cool 
Mm-hmm. And that was the, the tournament we discovered the gas. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> it, it's no gas, but holy cow, it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good. And, you know, the fact that, of course, they're, you know, they're 10 dice to be thrown at one single unit, which is, you know, fine. But they're, you know, soft skin, and they got proven to, I think it got killed by a pistol in one game. So, you know, <laughs> well, those things happen. But that, that just kind of, like, made me look at the fact that, okay, so they got the reinforced platoon that says this, 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 and then, you know, like any game, you get to the theaters, like, okay, is this except you can do this. But with yeah. the caveat of, hey, this is what really was there and really fought this element here. So, Which I think is the reason for the theater Correct. Theaters, actually. Yeah. Within, yeah, for the most part, I would have told her, I, yeah, well, actually all of them, I'm sure, but some of them are imbalanced compared to others. Right, which is, right. Which is why most, a majority of the tournaments out there uh, nationals included are a reinforced platoon because that puts it all back in even keel, and you can probably pull almost all of those lists from it and go, "Hey, these guys are all from forty-four or later." Huh? Interesting. Yeah, no, that is true. That a lot of, I, I would say that a lot of reinforced platoons in tournament play it, it's almost are like usually war, pretty late. It's yes, it's almost like the war itself advanced the technology. Right. Hmm. Oh, quite a bit. That seems strange. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know if that answered anyone's questions, but it is kind of an interesting discussion to have about. Observation, discussion, if you have, you know, just what have you. Yeah. Right. So, but again, I I think Dale mentioned this point earlier, is that really uh, the bolt action as the game is very much funneled towards bros with rifles, and the more bros with rifles you can have, you actually will see more success. Yes. So there are certain. So, so Dale, what's your theory if uh, you see an armored or you see a tank in a list? What do you what do you do? What do you deal with it? I ignore exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> it's one dice. It's going to have six actions the entire game. Mo- for do? most tanks, yes. For most tanks, yes. Well, yeah. Typically, you can anticipate what it's going to do. Just limit limit its opportunity to have an impact on you and you know give yeah. it something to look at send a sacrificial armored car off for it to blow up and you know you, you let it chase you for two rounds and blow you up for a third and then it's a fourth to get back in position it's only got two actions left to do anything yeah just saying or unless or, unless yours can run and fire all right no no I, I okay. On the one hand, I like that theory. On the other hand, there's that effing Russian T28 that's got six MMGs on it, and that thing just effing wrecks your day. Uh, Tiger Fear, what? Isn't it? I, isn't it like slow? Well, no. It's I don't. It's got the five turrets. Are you talking about the the land battleship? Yeah. I, well, I don't there's know. a there's a version of one that's got four or five MMGs on it, and it's throwing down twenty. Yeah, twenty-four MMG shots. We, like, we saw it at Combat Patrol last year at yeah. Depticon, and you're just like, "Oh, that's gross," because that's just going to wreck everyone's weekend. Right. Yeah, and it, I think it actually won, if I remember correctly. But yeah, no, there are there are certain things that break that where you can't ignore them. Again, like I just yes. said, Tiger Fear, you can't just ignore that the whole game, because otherwise it's going to screw you up the whole game. Right? right, you're gonna you're gonna miss fear checks, or you're gonna take your checks, and, and you're gonna and fail. As them. an opponent, for you know having to face Tiger Fear, yeah. Every time you say Tiger Fear, I am not upset. No, right. You should be saying that every time, yeah. and don't you know? You can say, "Hey, I'm not trying to be a dick, but we have to make sure this is happening." Right. And, and if uh, you uh, if you don't bring it uh, up, and I've already moved after that, then yep. I must have nope. passed it. 
Yeah, fair. No, I, I I agree, but sometimes you feel like an asshole when you're like Tiger Fear, minus one. German players oh, have fail. it, you're not Sorry. being an asshole about reminding your opponent of your special rule nope. every turn. Nope, and that's, and that's a fair assessment. It's You just got to fucking remember it, too, quite honestly, well, to half the time you forget it. But my point is, is you, you can't just ignore more. that tank. I, well, I should play more. I wish I could play more. I would love to play more. Please, can I play more? Well, here let's 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 challenge the viewers. Viewers, um, yeah, everybody who watches. Should we gather around the radio with their popcorn? Give it, and um, stew. give it a shot. You know what? Just just play play out your games. Um, don't take a tank. Now, I'm not saying don't tank anti-tank um, capability. I think every list should have one or at least. At least one, ideally two options of dealing with, of dealing with enemy armor, but make sure those options are not armor themselves, and just you know give it a shot, ignore it, see what happens. I challenge you to because, use the Piat. Don't um, do that. If I had British, then I probably would. But the thing is, is that, is that you know the two hundred and fifty points that you're not spending on that, on that vehicle, that's another two squads on the on the battlefield, which can make a big difference. Totally, and I would almost always take that. So you know, but see, we'll see what the we'll see what the folks who are listening think. Sure. So I think I think armor can be good. I think Pat's trip. I I think two tanks is kind of something you have to deal with sometimes too. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. interesting. So anyway. I would look forward to facing Pat's army. Well, with Japanese, of course you would. With Japanese and the suicide, yeah, you'd have no problem. Yeah, with you're it. like, all right, with, sweet. With, with any infantry heavy list, yeah. you wipe out the infantry, you win the game. Sure. And he's only got three squads. I mean, I think the thing with that list is you have to be ultra conservative with your infantry. Yeah, Pat is going to have to... Protect the shit yeah. out of them, and they're flanking, and they're coming in late to sweep up objectives late game and hope that you, you're, you've dealt with the opposing armor or whatever armor they well, have. Well, only, only the veteran units. squad starts on the table. The rest are in transports. Right. That's what I'm saying is, is you're, you're, con- yes. you're, you're reserving enough stuff back that it's not going to be a problem in that list. And, That's and not much, even my personal much like the march on the, you know, the, the Hell's Highway was that they followed the tanks. Right. The tanks went in first. Yep. They were and then behind, the, yep. marching behind them. Yep. Yep. Near as I right. understand. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't send the infantry first. That's for damn sure. Well, no, because they would get all blown up, and the tanks would like, oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, Here, my we bad. Can roll over your bones. What do you feel about yeah. that? <laughs> that seems mean. Yeah. All right. So I think that concludes the theater selector conversation. I think it's it, it's it tables it anyway. Sure, we could probably have another whole conversation for three hours on this on this topic. At least it's sometimes theaters are really cool. Sometimes I think. If you're playing against a theater that's not good for you, or that doesn't you know doesn't mesh with with whatever list you brought, it can be salty. So like I, I, I think shitty. that it was designed for you guys want to do a historical battle. Hey, I have right. this theater. We play. We fought against you in this theater. Let's both make lists for that yeah. and play. Right. I, I think opening that up to a tournament format can be of, problematic. Yeah, can be problematic. Again, the tournament in question here being Bug Eater, which is just fine. A lot of that stuff that they have in there was, you know, he said you can do a zero two reinforced, and you can make a lot of that stuff out of two reinforced platoons. You just have to pay that little thirty five point, you know, second Louis tax. Sure, which isn't and you can a huge get deal. Most of that back in there, which isn't yep. a huge deal, but 
So. Give or take. All right. Give or take. Um, so we also have another comment or another topic we wanted to talk about tonight. I think we, we have time. We have time. Which one? Power? Uh, I got 15% power. Are we talking about the terrain? Terrain, boards? yeah. We, had, I don't, uh, we don't have time for that. That's 45 minutes. Easy. All right. Okay, fine. Well, then we will save that for the next episode, uh, which will hopefully come out near future. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking about terrain and how to make a themed board. I think, which is, I think, a cool idea and topic that, you know, I have nothing to really add to. However, <laughs> you've had ideas. Come on. I've had lots of ideas. I just, lots of ideas. Ideas. just lead us how you get to those ideas. Right. Great ideas. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. So, inspiration is a big deal. Perspiration is the other end of that. Yeah, the perspiration is the hard part. I don't like sweating. So, um, yeah, let, we'll cover that in the next episode. So, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully get that one out sooner rather than later so you guys can see what we're all about with our terrain. Um, I don't think we have anything else. Follow us on... Yeah, in the meantime, uh, give us your ideas on what you do on terrain, yeah. too, and we can, we can pick our favorites. And yeah, can you send us pictures us. of it? That's, that would be amazing. That. Um, so, yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, you, we're on Patreon. I'm sure you've heard us talk about it last hey, time. Hey, at least so. five people know about that. I know. Uh, I think we're Snafu Podcast on there, so there's no the in front of it. But not that it matters. I don't think. I don't. I think you can search either way and it shows up. If you if you go to our Facebook page, there's a link there for you. Oh yeah, that's right. There is. So anyway, uh, thanks to those that um, yes, jumped on. Yeah, absolutely, you're yeah, welcome. It. That's uh, we, like we it. appreciate it. It's super awesome. Yeah, it's keeping the lights on, so that so to speak, it's paying our our monthly costs plus a little extra. So that's. That's great. That'll so get split us. four ways. We're certainly not retiring yet, is what you're saying. We, uh, not after. Not this, after. This, this will not become a full time job for no, us. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm a cheap date. <laughs> well, it. never mind the fact that I have to buy dice out of that money too. So we're gonna we're gonna be uh, splitting splitting nickels here. It'll be okay though. That's that's the idea. Everyone's gonna get to have snafu dice, which is good. Well, not everyone. I shouldn't say everyone. Just the Patreon. Just those actors. that have met, met the whatever. So Dale will get started. Yes, I will. <laughs> On top of his already growing collection of snafu. Dale guys. won't be happy to. They're great. He, he wants one they of those, really you know, the piano player large brandy glasses for the tips. He wants that full of snafu dice. Yep. He might get there. That's I can a good make idea, it happen. Actually. Did I hear a challenge accepted? Like one of those great big round fishbowl <laughs> things. There you go. All right. So. We'll, uh, we'll we'll probably be back in a couple weeks, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. let's do All right. it. Let's, let's let's get this train thing. So I'm kind of excited about it. Too. We'll, we'll still be digging out, so. right? Well, there'll still be snow on the ground in May. Or, God help us, Jesus. Yeah, May. Hopefully, there isn't snow in May. Hey, that, that spring sun is strong up here. It'll melt some stuff. You yeah, say that. Sure. To it. Yeah, but they got to stop snowing first. That's the biggest problem. You know, I got a south facing driveway, so I'm good to go. <laughs> What's a driveway? <laughs> I, have a, I have a south-facing snowbank. How about that? Sure. All right. Fair enough. All right. So we're going to wrap it for the night. We'll talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. Uh, Pat, you want to lead us out? Because I think no one else can do it. This is Snafu. Over and out. Good night, guys. Good night, guys. guys. Down went the gunner. A bullet was his fate. Down went the gunner. And then the gunner's mate. Up jumped the sky pilot, gave the boys a look, 
And man the gun himself as he laid aside his book. Shout praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition and we'll all stay free. Praise the Lord and swing into position. Can't afford to be a politician. Praise the Lord, we're all between perdition and the deep blue sea. Yes, the sky pilot said it. You've got to give him credit for a son of a gun of a gunner was he. Shout and praise the Lord, we're on a mighty mission. All aboard, we're not a going fishing. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition and we'll all stay free. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition and we'll all stay free. Praise the Lord and swing into position. Can't afford to be a politician. Praise the Lord, we're all between perdition and the deep blue sea. Oh brother, praise the Lord, pass the ammunition. Oh brother, praise the Lord, pass the ammunition. Oh brother, praise the Lord, pass the ammunition and we'll all stay. Oh brother, praise the Lord, we're on a mighty mission. All aboard, we're not a going fishing. Praise the Lord, pass the ammunition and we'll all stay free. Yes, the sky pilot wrote it. Join me while I quote it. There's a plenty religion for you and for me. Shout and praise the Lord, pass the ammunition. Praise the Lord, pass the ammunition. Praise the Lord. Shout and praise the Lord and pass the ammunition and we'll all...